Welcome to episode 18 of a Humanistic Perspective podcast, where I sit down with my brother Chad Castilla and my good friend Kuye. Kuye is 18 years old and has grown up in quite a diverse family in which I can relate to him in many ways. Um, a lot of inspiration and just a deep connection of understanding truly what a human connection is. Um, everything from his family and the different interactions he gets to learn from his mom being in more of a corporate setting uh, and his dad starting their businesses at a younger age and seeing how that develops to understand how these connections work and you know being a counselor at just the young age of 18 while going to school um, and just a lot of great context within just today's media. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode 18 of a Humanistic Perspective podcast, and I highly suggest if you don't get uh, the opportunity to listen to this podcast just one full time, I would definitely recommend just going back and listening to it, uh, because even towards the end, there's a lot of great things. Uh, I hope you enjoy, and without further ado, this is episode 18. Alrighty, welcome. This is episode 18 of a Humanistic Perspective podcast. I am joined with my brother Chad Castilla and my good friend. Kuya. Yep. There you go. Uh, it's going to be an exciting episode. We're going to dive into a lot of different things, but uh, I'm excited. You know, this week has been really something that's just kind of shown me like how you can battle through anything, you know, ups and downs. And I would say like where I stand right now would probably be the most peaceful I've been in three years. You know, uh, I, I really see a direction of where I'm headed and I'm just, you know, I'm so grateful to be here, you know, to understand what it really means to say live in the moment, you know, truly like, don't worry about the other stresses, you know, it's so, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I, I'm excited. So how have you, how's the week been going? Okay. Oh, uh, well, pretty much this week has been a little bit, you know, just trial and error, trying to get back into the schedule. Um, I feel like I'm way more productive when I stick to my st schedule than not. It comes to a point where you have to, like, sit back and be like, you know, reflection stage. I don't have a set reflection time. Sure. Now I do. But I was sitting back reflecting and I see myself falling off a little bit in terms of consistency. So I had mm -hmm. to be like, OK, let's get back on this schedule. Wake up at 5 a.m., you know. Um, do things people are not doing pretty much. That's what I look yeah. at it as. Hell yeah. For uh, someone who's maybe just listening or just getting to know you, maybe share a little bit about yourself and, and give them a little background. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm 18. Uh, grew up in Chicago, Illinois. I actually was living in one of the worst neighborhoods in the city. I would say second worst. Roseland growing <laughs> up. Um, it was pretty crazy. Um, I grew up with two black parents in the household, which is not common, but um, they did their best to make sure that I didn't get into any trouble. I grew up. I think they did one hell of a job. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. They definitely did. But that's that's all respect to my parents and. Really. Yeah, I didn't do much growing up. I I stayed in the house and but I was very hardworking. The one thing I can say is that what I have learned through my childhood is no matter what, as long as I put the effort in, I've always gotten what I wanted. So it's never been a matter of what I'm gonna do. It's like. Well, let's let me rephrase that. It's never been a matter of how I'm going to do it. It's like, what am I going to put my energy into yeah. and what am I going to accomplish? That's pretty much what I've learned from my childhood. Wow. That's that's an amazing point. Thank you for <laughs> it sharing is. that. It, it's completely there. I mean, one of the, the, the things that I is just like that consistency, right? So, like, let's say with that schedule, then I'll, I'll stay up late like I did, you know, and it, this takes vulnerability. Like, you're constantly learning. So, like, I mean, I'm talking about this happened to be on a Monday and now I'm really starting to realize and transition i think those formations in which the things make the things 
when they say you know like the things that get outside your comfort zone are the thing are the things that are are the best you got to do things outside your comfort zone right why do we do those things outside our comfort zone i realized for myself this week that those points of going outside of your comfort zone are the transformation you know inside your life and you can choose to take that discomfort and you know get negative about it or you take it you realize you be thankful for what you have and, and you keep going. And I think that's what's been really great to realize you can get through these things. And I would say, man, it, exactly like we said, once you start devoting that energy and you just, you're being consistent, all of a sudden things just start to work out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I wanted to ask, so Kai, what is, what would you say is sort of your path? What do you, what do you do? What are you planning to do career-wise? Where are you at right now? And uh, maybe share a little bit about that. Well, I um, just wanted to make that, Make it um completely. It's cool, yeah. Let me make sure oh, that's um, sorry, cool. yeah. it's good. I always call him it's, good. it's good. It's good. It's yeah, good. Cool, yeah. No, you good. Um, but yeah, career wise, honestly, I am more towards helping people. I've always looked at you know my father's in mental health and you know drug addiction. So, I've had a fascination with human behavior and mental health for the longest that I can remember. Like being really young, even before knowing my dad actually did. I'm fascinated with human behavior. It's it's like a field that you can get into and you can never stop learning. And I love that about things. I love being able to deep dive into something and never get bored. So I've always thought of going into the cognitive behavioral field and actually doing opening up a clinic in that field and actually helping many people get over their, you know, every day to day issues regarding mental health. Wow, that is awesome. Like, would you say what is is there something that was instrumental during your childhood that pushed you to, to want to go down that route would you say would you, maybe your parents or or is it your readings you've done or I would say it's partly my parents you got to give a lot of credit to your parents but um growing up my first stages of my life I can say that I wasn't really the most confident person um I don't know if it was because I was lacking the social structure most people had because I was in a situation my parents cared so much they didn't want me to get involved in certain things mm-hmm. so I would say I was kind of a lonely kid I was um, I grew up and I went to from a private school to a public school and that's one of the hardest How was that transition. <laughs> that is a hard transition. Like you go from in a controlled environment. You? Um third grade. I moved I finished third grade, so yeah. I, I don't know, I can't even remember what age that would be, but finishing third grade, going into fourth, that was one of the hardest transitions. I just remember first day of school, um, off the bat, there was a kid trying to fight me, and I had never had one of those situations. I was like, "Man, oh, yeah. seriously, yeah." Off like, the bat, just like it, just right when you came, like, how soon was it since it, once you started public school at that lunchtime? So twelve o'clock. <laughs> oh my gosh, day one. <laughs> yep, day one. No, how way. did you handle that? Oh, like, what wow. was going through your head? Well, I, I, <laughs> I was, I was pretty confident in terms yeah. of you know handling myself physically, but yeah. I know I was kind of, I was tall, but I was overweight tall a little chubby you know i was bullied all throughout going to that school so it was like the first day it didn't set the tone right and you know i had a guy like i wasn't gonna get into the altercation but a guy kind of stopped me stopped me from doing it i was going to proceed but he kind of stopped me was like yo you don't know who you're messing with i'm like uh i honestly think about it now i really just think it's so childish but it's it's funny to look back at now what i learned from it do you think it made you tougher though like like facing that adversity of that because i had that a lot too right being a larger guy when i was younger i'd get bullied all the time but i would make sure too to stand up for myself like that but i i, I always reflect now and i'm so grateful that not necessarily that it happened 
but that I was able to use it to boost me or to help get me past that time. I didn't allow it to hold me back. Do you think it, it helped you in any way or, or shaped you? Yeah, it just it just showed me um that's like one of my first life lessons I can really think back and look at it. Um I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I actually was into music around that time. I was no all into the arts, like acting, music, I played three instruments, like wow. I was all into that and it showed me how you can you can change people's perspective of you through just doing something. Like when you're doing something great, it's like people will change so fast and when I started my story is I actually got into music. Um, when I got into playing the guitar, they actually opened a club in the school, and I wrote a song. I sang the song and played the guitar during that, you know, like, in front of the whole school. Yeah. Every single grade, like, it was a grammar school. Damn. So, so kindergarten all the way up to eighth grade, I sang in front of the whole school. It was different sessions because the auditorium was small, but I sang that. I just became known throughout the whole school, and I just saw as the bullying kind of went down, and it was more like... I'll be in class and be like, oh, you kind of sing in front of the class. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's cool. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't care. It's like one of those things where I kind of learned like, man, it's kind of like a perspective thing. People will respect you after you accomplish something. But before that, it's like I feel like you have to prove yourself. You, you have to have the 100%. results in order mm -hmm. to be respected. And that's, I think, just realizing, too, the people you surround yourself with and knowing when they're real and when they're not. Um you know, and that's why I think is you, if you have people like that, you need to just stay in your lane, keep being you, and wait till you surround, either try and try to surround people like you um, so that you're not dealing with those things. Because I think anything like that is just a waste of your time to try to have to conform to what someone else is thinking. Again, within within reason, but in general with what your beliefs are or anything like that, to try and conform for anyone to make them happier, to show anything. It's Everyone goes through that, I think, just growing up, and I think it's eventually getting to a point of that vulnerability in your mind and just knowing like, no, that's not me. Yeah. And not losing hope on that. Like think we're very young right now. I mean, I could go start 30 businesses by the time I'm 30, fill, fill in every single one and still be able to change my life. Like you got to understand that like whatever this little hurdle is right now is not anything. And you know, be, be guided to know who you are, understand you're going to change. Like your situation. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, Right, we might we might all face like adverse situations, or or the 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 planets may align, however they do, and that is the life path that is yours. But our perspective and your brain is the one thing that you can control. Yes, and you can like change the reality that you're living as long as you start to you know put put in the initiative and the work and the drive internally. Yeah, I really can't put my hand on the the actual book, but it's a book I always like to refer back to. Um, it's about a guy who spent his time in a concentration camp and he actually made it through it through the concentration camp. And I read it in wow. school. Um, you know what I can take from my time at school. It's, it was a really good book. It just shows that, you know, the only thing you can't control in any time of adversity is how you look at it, you know? And when you look at things in a negative light, you're always going to think in a negative way. Oh, like I try to break things down to the most basic good thing that I can. Like if, if my mom's, let's, let's say my mom, I'm really close to her. My mom's, you know, mad, you know, angry at me, you know, I try to make, make it down to like the most simplest thing I can. Like yeah. my mom's still living. I've, I've lost a lot of people in my younger, my younger life, like in terms of elders. So mm -hmm. I am definitely glad to know that she's still here and that just makes me happy. So it's like, I can't get, you know, Gary v. that's Gary crazy v. too at your age, because that. I feel like there's so many people at our age who are not grateful enough for their parents yet you know oh, they still yeah. they still rely on them heavy but then don't 
also reciprocate. Yeah, that's it's a- crazy how parents will let their kids control them. Like when families like they're literally do do things just to make their kids happy for a, a social statement or do a picture or do a please to a certain crowd. It's it's crazy. But I would say is what got me to that calmness state was yesterday I watched a Gary Vee video, you know. Very limited, right? I think what Gary Vee says uh, is is always great and inspiring. And I think he says, I just can click and understand that mindset that I can hear maybe, you know, or even just look in the description of what is the main point and be able to realize upon that, right? And then say, wow, you should think of it like, you know, if you think of it that way, that'll make you uh, maybe change this way, right? And I think a lot of that growing as an entrepreneur too is you can do a lot of copying and pasting, you know? Learn. That's how you learn to build up. And then you come in within reason and what what's good for me. But I would say the family, right? Yeah, you said man. at the bottom line when everything seems to get so bad, I think Break you it know, down if my wife or my true. kids died. And then for me, it was just thinking like I was looking back and I was like, if my mom died tomorrow, you know, like we get so caught up in living in the moment. And then I start to realize it's like. You look back and you see, wow, this person really has made me, you know, even through all the bad things and the good things, you're like, wow, this person really has. And it, it would hurt, you know, and I think it's important to focus on who's who, who you truly love and who's important to you and just surround yourself with the people that are important to you and then work on just keep going with yourself. But what would you say is your biggest thing you're working on right now? Biggest thing I'm working like on where, right now? Where do you see yourself right now? How are you getting through your schedule? How did you decide to line up your schedule? Like, what's your schedule looking like on a daily routine right now? Daily routine. So I do work full time as well um, as a as a drug and alcohol counselor. So, nice. uh, well, that's my basic title. But yeah, so I wake up. I try to go to sleep at around 12. I like five hours, four to five hours is like my threshold where I can get through the day and I'll be good. Maybe a nap, a nap, or an hour. I don't know, but I can make it through the day doing that. So um, 4.55, I want to be up at 5, but 4.55, I'm up before so I can actually get to doing things at 5. Mm-hmm. Um, work out for 30 minutes to 5.30. Nice. From 5.30 to 5.40, I split into five-minute sections Um, 5. 30 to 535 I actually write down how my day is going to go and you know that helps me make sure I get everything done so I don't have to worry about oh yeah is this going to get done or not so it actually gets done then I have a reflection phase anything that you know I have to acknowledge the bad too if anything I'm holding in let me write that down and let that out so that I don't just hold that inside like my whole day and and it like it makes me just it'll distract you and I'm not trying to have distractions and then from 540 to 542 six o'clock I actually just learn I try to better myself so whether it's you know um a mental exercise visual visualizations um you know a book reading a book just learning what you, something. what's your current read my current read actually I just got through reading the 5 a.m club the 5 a.m club yeah nice is, is that by Jocko oh man I, audiobook audiobook yes, so audiobook. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that book and I have not checked it out yet but i think i gotta read it then i guess that yes. sounds interesting i feel like the that concept is like you know like if you're up when your enemy is not yeah. you're gonna be getting ahead of the competition but yeah that's that's the that's the main frame of i feel like you just it's structure i feel like once you start off your day right it's like now the day just kind of snowballs on itself yeah like now that i started my day i'm physically feeling good especially hop out of bed and work out oh my god <laughs> right that, like think what does a good day look like for me i think a lot of people just wake up with hate Start with your day with, okay, I'm in control. This is my life. I'm going to live. What does a good day look to me like? Right. You know, plan out that good day. How can you make that good day happen? And sure, if things come up within that, they're going to be problems, sure. 
But if you can stick to even 50% of that, right? If you're doing z nothing right now, but all of a sudden tomorrow, you can even start uh, a quarter or like a percent or one better thing that's going to get you onto more of a routine or whatever that's going to better yourself. That's better than zero. And then from the next day, can you add just even a little bit more? It just starts to build up. And I think so many people are, even me, I think I realize this is you expect that you want this black and white overnight. And which sometimes you can be really strong with your you, with your mind and do that if you really get down to the bottom and realize you can control your mind. Then sure, you can do that. But ultimately, you got to understand those little steps are so significant to the bigger picture. Yeah. You know? So I want to get back to your schedule. Um, after your morning routine, after you get your mind straight, after you teach yourself, where, where are we going to next? What's going on? So I have a hour car ride since I work in the city. Um, nice. Get that hour car ride. It's usually an audio book or a podcast I'm listening to the whole way there. I've kind of cut out music a lot. I kind of yeah. try to stay away from it, do something more productive with my time. And um, from there, I go to work from 7 to 2, Monday through Monday through Thursday. My schedule's kind of Friday, Saturday is different, like four-hour four hour days. But, yeah, I do that. I get off at 2. I got the hour car ride home. Do you like, do you like your job currently? Yeah, I love my job. I love helping people. He's working at his – so just give him a little background. His dad actually owns the clinics and everything. So he's working out there, and you're doing more than just your regular job, which I think is admirable. Oh, yeah. of, he's going to school full-time right now. I mean, he's taking on a full counselor position. I mean, he affects people's lives. Like, wow. how he can keep so peaceful and throughout all that. Plus, yeah, how is that when you go home at night, like decompressing? When if someone laid something heavy oh, on man. you, yeah, is there a period? Like that you're you're you're, you're, you're supposed to be strong for everyone else That's during what, the whole damn day. So is, is your um, is your father a licensed? Um, yeah, licensed, licensed, yeah. um, count, yeah, licensed counselor himself. Um, yeah, I, awesome. actually in school part time right now. I just wanted to clear that up. I just try to be really com like you know straight yeah, up with everybody. Sure, yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah, but um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm working for my dad. Um, it's the family business. You know, I I want to get in that. I'm the oldest, so you know, me my decision to get in that. You know, growing up in high school. How long years, has he been doing that since you were a kid? Oh in yeah, the since I was since I was. Damn. A kid. So yeah. you've been watching and like just reaping in like seeing like an entrepreneur but that's the thing though when i was younger i was focused on what i could do and i never focused on to what he was doing till around my you know high school years i was slowly sure. into it but i was more into sports and got then it. i got out of high school you know covid hit and some people took that as a curse but i took it as a blessing i got into a whole bunch of things that i, I look at look at it now and it's like wow like yeah. that actually changed my path so much and i feel like I'm I'm okay with it, and I feel like I'm only getting better, only getting smarter. Everything I That's literally <laughs> feel that same yeah. sentiment. Like I was at college, and then COVID hit and completely changed up that whole thing. And then Ethan approached me about jumping on the businesses and really taking a a, a role there, a, a prom predominant role. And uh, that transition just it, at first I was nervous, right? Uh, of course, as always. But there's something about taking the leap and doing the risks and the rewards when you finally, because because what it does is it lights a fire under your ass. It makes you have to work. Yeah, it does. Know? It really does. And you know, with, with juggling all of that, the like what you say with the decompression. I'm not gonna lie. I can get. I, I, I feel like I kind of do it for myself and I do it for other people. Like I try to stay to myself when I'm working, you know, coming off of a, a seven hour day and then going back to do my own things in regards yeah. to what I'm trying to do on the side. Is When does your night end? My night ends at, I would say, 1130. 11 okay. I try to give myself a 30 minute window to calm down before I go to sleep. Hey, I need that, man. Like a lot of it, too, is like you said, you were t you just talked about in the beginning was like in the morning, which is great. And I've started just doing this at night is 
writing down those things that, uh, you know, really are affecting your mind. Like what's on your mind? If you can just speak it out loud, like, you know, for me, it's in my faith, but like, Hey, this is really bothering me, you know, state it. Cause now you've realized now it's off, you know, like there's nothing you're going to do about that. So like, that's great. I do that before I go to bed because it just takes me, my mind is like racing for an hour of just like, you know, you're in the, during the workday, you're so da, 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 you know, you got to get all this done, da, da, da. And you never, I never take a second to think. And I think then it's like when you get to sleep, it's like you need to have a time. So scheduling and understanding like what you need is yourself. Um, I think a lot of too is just the guidance around you. Like I've also like, again, I'm only 17. So like, it's been great to have older people influence me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, ca- and catch on to this thing. And it's like, okay, if I just start listening, you know, you can start listening. And again, there's good things you learn. There's good, bad things you learn. You need to, you need to know how to decipher that. But there's a lot of good out there you can learn. It's like, when the hell am I going to grow up and not be a kid anymore? You oh, know, yeah. like just take that, that additional step of, uh, you know, just being an adult, you know, not being immature. And, and that blows off. So like, I think Chad coming back, like when Chad came back from high school, I was still living that life of like a, from college. a half or college, like living that life of like a half and half, right? Where I'd let these current distractions. And then uh, Jake, who's one of our uh, very close buddies, um, went to school with Chad. He came, he works for me now um, full time. And he's been great. He was living with me actually before Chad even came out. And he really just started to shape and like, he would just be real with me. Even like he was even there when we did that whole trading thing back then, you know, yeah. you remember Jake? Yeah. yeah. I so, yeah. you know, it's been crazy <laughs> to see how he's grown. It's like, he's an adult. Like he always, he's always said, he's like, I'm an adult in every way you're not. And you're an adult in every way I'm not. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that was such a great balance. And I think that's why I just care for that relationship so much. Cause it just inspired me more than I don't think I'd be at this current stage right now. And I think it's like, no, you need to surround yourself with people that you want to be like, or even like, like my whole thing. Like the reason I listen to podcasts is like, I love like more than ever, the older I'm getting talking to someone that's above the age of like 45 mm-hmm. is amazing. Oh my God, man. If Those I, are the best. If I could tell if I could you, have old friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh all my, all of the people that influence me are older. I feel like you have to be at a certain level of understanding of life to actually listen to older people. But Truly. there's a really big misconception with like, like teaching people how to take in information like there so are people true. that just straight up <laughs> listen to everybody because they have a certain status right, or a certain right. you know age like and that's where we get bad just in society in general it creates those bad boundaries because like you got that evil and that that good now how do you decipher it it gets a lot of just clouded and then uh, it's so funny because school i feel like has done such a good job of restricting the natural habits of humans which is like we are creatures we we learn by observation by touching we're very you know um think of it like physical we're very kinesthetic in our experiences and i really think that like like you're saying like i feel like a lot of like with your therapy stuff like when you're when you're there with patients and clients like w- did your dad have a lot of like um instrumental help in teaching you what to do or how to handle yourself or what protocols to follow or yeah are there certain protocols like sorry before you get going is there certain protocols but then as much of it's just being you and how you want to cater that or is it very guided and like restricted like how does that work well the first thing i want to say is understand that the mental health field and especially with addiction is a very underserved field there's a lot of restrictions there and you know implementation things in place but 
you know, it's case to case. You have our life experiences will project on the patients. And you try your best not to do that, but as people, it's hard to not do that. That's like talking to me or talking to someone else about a situation, but your life situation says that you interpret it in a different way. So as I would say with me, I know my strength is motivation. I try to have them internalize what they're doing and understand that need to change, and I help them implement that. Like, I know that's my strength, and I've always awesome. been really good at motivating. So that's how I take as counseling, but everyone has their own way. Like, I was just doing a, a training with other counselors, and they saw things in a different light than I did. Not to say it was wrong, but I listened to their thought process, and I'm like, it's right for you. And it's like, man, that, that actually would work. That would work for you and then that would probably work for the patient but my way could work for them as well it's a very underserved field and it's like you have to a lot of trial and error involved and the more i'm learning about it it's like you have to be very you know just you know always as long as you're willing to serve and you're not looking at them like a, a dollar amount you you should be able to be really well in this field that's so cool that is very cool i think what i took away from that is you see i think there's so many people that get stuck in their careers Right. And it's it's their same methods of I go, you know, I go home, I go to my family and it's this. It's like, but look, you're a person you're going to be on this earth. Like whatever your strengths are, you recognizing what your strengths are and then being able to like th this is a source of putting out your strengths into the into the world, you know, like live for something greater. And that's how adults, I think a lot of them just get so caught up because this is what everyone else has done. And I think we need to start getting those adults out to share their life experiences, start guiding people. Truly. Un yeah, I feel like, too, um, a lot of adults, they want to hide or not tell us yeah. their mistakes. Yeah. Whereas if we could hear those things, maybe we could avoid them way sooner than we would well, have yeah. had from learning it ourselves. I definitely hear that. But I also, through experience, I know there's, unfortunately, there's some things that we unfortunately have to learn for ourselves. Unfortunately, okay, that's like, so, so, true so yeah. things. Like, I can <laughs> think of so many times. Like, my dad in particular has told me something. I'm like... And, you know, in the moment, it's kind of like there's certain things I've realized that, like, man, when I have a kid or something, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I couldn't. I'm going to tell you. But if you do it, I, I understand. Just like my dad was with me, you know. Yeah, but certain I things you got to learn. Being honest with your kids is, like, huge. Like, with parenting, yeah. it's like, you know, like, to tell a kid, like, hey, no matter what you do, I'm going to love you. Right? So many parents will set these strict things in their kids' heads. They're like, when you do something wrong, the first instinct we do is just to yell and diminish instead of helping learn and recognizing, hey, it was great. You know, you may have done this. It could be definitely way more constructive. You know, it needs to be constructive so you can build up that. Because if, if you're people at home, if you're parents, and, like, that's where we grew up with. Well, our parents were good in a different way. It was just much more harsher, but we learned from that. But, like, in different house styles, you know, you, you need to if – you, if you can't go home – and have ultimate trust in your parents and be calm with your parents. You know, it's hard to even get past that. And that's why we can't expect too much. You got to understand where people's lives have come from and what they're, they've dealt with. You know, and I think that's super important to understand. Like, you know, like when you think about it, I'm, I'm just grateful like to see things weren't easy for me. You know, I, I've worked my ass off to get to the point where I'm at. But you got to always be thankful. Like we're here breathing. We're drinking water. You know, like the, all these things. Like You've got it good. Basic, so don't for a second yep. think like, you know, it could be taken away. In a what fly. do you think are some misconceptions about mental health or some things that you've noticed throughout your experiences that you can impart maybe for people yeah. or like 
Do you think like a lot of the battles that we all face, are there more people facing it than we even think? There are way more people facing it and way worse. Like I was just looking, you know, about Gary V. I was listening to something about him, how he was like, if we all had a, a score from one to 100 and it based off of how happy we were in our life, a lot of us would be way up higher on the scale than we believe. Like there are people going through way worse that they just leave that trauma aside. It's not healthy. And, mm. but they have, a lot of people have way worse problems than we even recognize. We look at people as, you know, oh, man, I'm sure they can handle it because on the outside, that's what they're showing. But a lot of people, and I feel like everyone, actually, I don't feel like it's a lot. I feel like it's everyone. There are things we just do not talk about. Mm-hmm. And we should we should probably speak on certain things. You know, a lot of times we feel like we can do it ourselves, but it's it's healthy to talk about it with somebody. It's really healthy. I love just getting things out to my mom. My mom's my emotional side. You know, I got my mom's my emotional side. My dad's my business savvy, right. you know, person that I'll go talk to about anything regarding business. That's how I have as my, you know, my comfort zone right That's there. That's cool. And do you think it's healthy to not have either of those? Not have people to talk to emotionally? Like, I think that would be one of my biggest things is I held every, like, I've held everything in. What would you say is some advice for someone who's like that? Because I know there's more people than just him who are holding all their right. emotions. Like in. I would think, or if someone d- didn't want to go seek professional help, what are some ways they can do at home maybe to start managing, managing or tackling and facing these battles? So personally, what I what I normally tell um, my patients actually to do, and they can go apply to anyone, is just writing writing things down, journaling. Journaling is a big thing. I've actually um kind of with my little self self reflection section in the morning. I started trying to implement that and it's kind of helped just, you know, just immediately. And it's like, man, I just got that off my chest. <laughs> I'm so happy, like, bro. Like, even if, it's, even if it's brought up later, the exact same thing you just reflected on, even if it's brought up later in a negative light, it's like, now that I wrote that down, it seems so minuscule. It's like, it's, it doesn't even, it doesn't even <laughs> yeah. hit, it doesn't even like hit my emotions the same anymore. It's like, wow, like I just, you know, I, I, I'm disconnected from it now. I'm, I'm so focused that nothing's going to be able to deter me. i love it yeah no i think that's a really good one i when i started going to college actually my second semester i was in entrepreneurship and uh our professor made us keep just entrepreneurship journals which was like you free write any any time in the day just free write for a bit see if an idea comes out see if an emotion comes out just mess around with it and like from then on like i picked that up like i have to do that it like it allows me to you know, discern and keep my creative energy up. It allows me to keep my emotional energy in check. It does a lot of those things. Like for me too, like I found like meditation and yoga. When I do, when I start my day with meditation and yoga, I am so much more, I'm so much more clear and capable to handle whatever comes at me, whether it's a positive or negative thing. In yep. the day. I've been really meditating on like my, for me, it's my faith. So I've been meditating on, on, on God and like what, that means to reflecting your day and like how to pursue it. I, I do that at night, reflecting on meditation. I think Chad, who introduced me to meditation, then figuring out where did I want to meditate on, right? Or am I now am I going to just do a, a breathing technique to now focus on where do I see myself, right? Envision that. So many people are scared to live their vision. You have to. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing for a lot of people. You know, it's. I feel like people get too caught up in failure. It's it's really unfortunate that we get too caught up in that, but you know, it's I wish I, people were more excited by failure. Oh, I, I definitely am. I feel like I get excited, like, oh man, I just failed on to the next. I get to do the yeah, next seriously. thing. And one of these is gonna work. Like that's that's how I think. <laughs> I'm gonna it. learn something from this. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, with but um that's that's one of the things, you know, getting back to the mental, you know, making sure we get out and reflect on things. Um 
I would say the journaling is really good, but definitely do not, you know, underestimate the connection of a human, another individual. Like, do not. That That is one of the things I can say that that is something you're going to cherish. Like, mostly, maybe it's because, you know, I feel like I feel like that's something that we can all relate to. But me losing a lot of my elders growing up, it was like I, I saw that. And I think back now, like, man, I should have asked this, this and that. I don't. And along with, you know, confiding in them even more than I did because I was young and there were different things I wish I could talk to them now about. But it's like now I have, you know, those structures in place that I feel like I'm good. But now I have to keep developing because, you know, unfortunately, we have to deal with the realization that my parents will not be here forever. So it's like, man, now. See, and I think I'm still dealing with that part of like where I would prefer just not to think about it. Right. Like, or well, I was. I think honestly, man. It's weird because this I, week has been the biggest transition. Like last night I was literally sitting on that chair right there. And it was when I, I just dropped my mom off at the airport. She was going over to Texas, you know, and it's just like thinking like, well, I never, I didn't hug my mom when she got like, or like I helped her get her suitcases and everything out of there. Said goodbye, rush, you know. But it was like, what if I don't see her again after that, you know? And then it just got through like with everything that was happening in my day. And it's like I started to realize like, for me, my grandma losing her was like my everything, you know, like it really, really was. And when I lost that, she has, when I think about it, the only reason I'm here is because my grandma died, right? So it's crazy to think that like, that's why I connect that to a bigger picture because I know that if she hadn't passed, I probably would not be starting the business. I'm going to make did. a weird correlation here, um, but similar how you were talking about, it's crazy that disastrous or traumatic experiences can blossom and fl- and produce something that's beautiful because you were saying with COVID, the transition of COVID for you was really instrumental and you saw it as maybe I can use this in a positive regard. And like the same thing with you, like grandma's death was probably not the best thing, right? It was a traumatic experience, but out of it, you used it in a constructive manner that allowed you to reflect. Yeah, yeah that is a, it's a good insight. You know, I, I didn't know that, but you know, I lost my grandmother too, very young, you know, 12 mm-hmm. years old, my grandmother passed. Then um, 20, 2019, my great-grandmother passed. Then my last grandmother passed, 20, um, <laughs> Sorry for 2020. Losses. So it was like, it's it like, was, man. It's it repetition. Was, yeah, it was I like, think... it was a tough time. I'm not going to lie. I was very deep in a deep in a bad place. And like the end of 2019 Big when battle. my last grandmother passed away, it was like, man, I was hoping she was going to make it to my graduation, man. That mm-hmm. I remember on graduation day because we actually had a little social distancing thing. I was, I was like, man, I got to. You know, that, 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 you know, it was hard for me to hold, you know, and I probably shouldn't have did that, but hold that in. I had to like, man, I was about to, you know, ball, but I had to sit yeah. there and man, I'm just glad that I made it to that day. And, but it's crazy yeah. to see you can make it through it. Right. Yeah. Like, it's can. like in your moment, like seeing, oh, wow, I actually pushed past that, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing like, look, the, the, that's what, what doesn't kill you makes you, you stronger. It really does. It does. Like, it's True. like, this was really the photo I was looking at. Okay. Like. This was the last time my whole family was together, right? And it's crazy that things happen. Like with my grandma's brother, right? Okay. She, he's waiting, he's in Iowa and he's having problems, right? It's like, what if he's not here, right? That's, that's the last time my family was together. And what do I know about that person, right? And then I look at my, my other, my grandma's sister. She was just in, in a huge car accident, like really bad. And, you know, it's like I haven't talked to her in so long. You know, and then I was looking at like this was the last time my mom and my dad were in the same picture together with family. And it was then seeing like, how my mom was and then seeing how she transformed as a person like it's like sometimes you just don't look back and it's like when am i gonna get that again don't take that for granted that's what works so hard that's what that was that's what it's about 
you know? And I think just realizing all that and seeing how important my family was and seeing like, that's why I work so hard. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think too, like sometimes I, I've, I've seen some people, they don't understand or they don't get, they're like, why do you work so hard? But like from the position we came from, from not having much for our whole lives, like working hard isn't about trying to have money and trying to meet this end goal. Working hard is about providing for my family because that makes me feel gratified. It makes that's, me feel like I'm giving to them. That's a big thing right there. I feel like too many people do not look at it that way. I feel like the the ultimate you know, motivation, ultimate discipline comes from the want to serve other people. You are not doing this. I know that I'm not working myself. Like I'm not going to work myself into the ground for myself. I, I develop <laughs> myself daily, but I am working for other people outside of me outside of my family even though it includes them i'm working for other people i'm not doing this for myself like there if if i was doing this for myself i would get like you know i can make six figures and live a good life like right. come on man like and, and that's what i i reflect myself often it's like wait let me think i could with what i have right now i mean i could be making i could be set for the rest of my life right it's like i don't really technically have to do anything more and then it's like, but I'm here for a bigger purpose, right? I think it's like sacrificing myself. Like I'm, I, I want to make a change. Like I'm, we're here to do good, right? And if we're gonna live on this, it's gonna be a point in our life. Let's just go and inspire and live. Like there's, there's a bigger picture here. And I think coming to that realization, it's like you're 100 percent right. Like all those, and I think once you can just start to have these current realization, it allows you to live more free. It does, and with the. With, I feel like the motivation can come from two places, though. I know some people okay. have to provide, and for me, I know a lot of my motivation. It's not my main source. My main source is to provide, but we have our sub-motivation levels where one of my sub-motivation levels is actually to, you know, um, oh, man, I just lost it. Just lost mm-hmm. it, but one of my sub-motivation levels would be to to actually, like, you Can know, you explain I carry this on. concept of so are you yeah. I, I guess like uh maybe the concept of the sub motivation or where okay. does that come from is this like a hierarchy is this like a- this is how i do it, how i process okay. it in my head cool. i believe that we all have our life goal i believe unless we it's hard for people like to a figure primary out, motivation a primary motivation i know what my primary motivation is and i feel like that is something i don't know i feel like that's something that that's my biggest driver for sure okay for, yeah. for sure that's my biggest driver so then and how many other are there in this it, you have, have you built your, this is this your own model that you've like created? yeah this is definitely my own model how i structure my motivation i have my life goal that i work towards every day i have my sub motivation categories whether it's my parents or okay. family or um other people to serve and you have those but one big thing for me when it came to the sub motivation is to carry on like i saw mm. What most people don't look at is they don't look at where where they their heritage came from. Like I look at it from me being a minority. I look at it from my grandfather coming over here from Africa, doing what he did, doing what he accomplished mm-hmm. in order for my parents and my my dad, specifically my uncles, you know, them to do what they're doing. Like for me to it's a longer story. I can go into it. But I would it, love to. We have the time if yeah, you're, yeah, if you're up a, for it. It's pretty much like this. You know, my grandfather was always ambitious. He tried so many different fields. He's been, you know, in tech. He's been in cars. He's done so many different things. But towards his end of his Like a jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It's it's amazing to to really think about. But, you know, through, you know, towards the end of his life, he got into the behavioral um, addiction health field. And, you know, he was pretty successful. He was actually one of the 
hire hire people in a big facility like a big like place around the city and he was making really good money and he overseeing a bunch of things he he, he wanted to, a great reputation yeah it's obviously a great reputation like <laughs> he has awesome. plaques to this day from different people individuals and, I, and he talks about them a lot but so he, was he a he, big inspiration for your father um you know I've never asked him that. I know that his inspiration was just that he told he would tell me that he just knew he wanted more. He just knew he wanted more than, you know, just the basic working for someone. So yeah. it was, um, you know, good hearing that from him, knowing that he had the same thought process as me. But basically, you know, he got into that and he wanted one of his own. But he was working for someone. He was high up, but he wanted one of his own. And he went on the side and opened one of his own. And once they figured it out, they fired him. And, you know, he had to go about that. So... You know, going through that, he actually opened up a not-for-profit um, drug addiction facility. And, you know, that was a big, big deal, a really big deal. They were bringing in millions in cash, like not even insurance, wow. cash. And, yeah, you know how not-for-profits work. That's amazing. What time is this period? Too? I mean, yeah, what time? That's, this that, is, that like, is wonderful. That's, this that's is admirable. Like, oh, man, I can't even – I'm honestly, I won't even say, say anything so I don't get the time wrong, but, you know. Sure. It, Are we it, talking it, like – 2000s or oh, no, 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 pre 90s, no. pre 90s, right? yeah, yeah pre 90s, yeah. This so is... that's like even too, like, wow, like you have to like set it up mentally. What's happening historically to overcome and be a minority to establish to be a leader like this in the community to really set a precedent like that? That's do you that think is that, amazing? That is think, so honorable, it really is. Do you think, like, because now I'm trying, I'm starting to think, like, when I think of, like, for example, like my my well, my grandpa was a little bit, you know, into he well, he was business and insurance and all that kind of stuff. But then I think of like my uncle Mike, who passed away at a very young age, right? And I think knowing that influence of where my family was and what they've done makes you get to hold you to a certain standard of like, okay, wow, you know, because I think when my my uncle Mike, who who uh, passed away when my mom was only eleven, you know, he owned his art multiple car dealerships already when by the time he was twenty. You know, it's so like it was that same inspiration. I wear a bracelet from him actually every day. I don't have it on surprisingly, but you know, it's like just holding on that settlement. Do you think like that ties to like motivation inside yourself and then realizing? Because again, maybe that never happens to people that never ask. Just like you said, like you know. But to be honest, I haven't asked my dad or, or my family. So like you didn't, you don't know what your dad's motivation was, right? It's those things. If we never ask, we're never gonna know. So do you think it's those little things? Like, and that's why I think it's just so important to talk. And I think what I've really started to gain from that is just listening more than talking. And I think that's really hard for me, just because. <laughs> I'm a very energetic person. You know, I'm always going. Yeah, so I, I think it's super important to like start to realize to like, Keep going. No, you're fine. you know, just listen more. Yeah. It's a thing, man. But like, like, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, man, like what, like me as a kid, like, I feel like, I don't know, you know, the, you know, in psychology, there's a thing, but about nature versus nurture in psychology, like, the the act of were were you born this way or were you shaped this way by your you know habitat? <laughs> I'm it's starting like, to think it's more shaping than anything. I mean, sure, you're b- depends b- born. on what school of philosophy you're in. Well, yeah, that too, but you're born. I guess you would be say you would you would say right. Like, let's just talk about this. You would say that you're born in you're born in something, right? So you're born in sure. whatever conditions you're living in, right? You're born in. Um, you know, are you now, what did you put up for adoption? Are your parents, you know, is your parents no longer here? Mm-hmm. All different situations and where you start, right? Yep. You're talking about nurture. Okay. So you have that situation in which you start and then is it, 
the people around you you're listening to plus your personal experiences in which it, like I guess just that's a big conversation to talk into like even understanding yeah, all that <laughs> like, yeah, so like I don't think we, we all know the one psych- right answer basic psychology but, 101 Ethan right yeah let me catch you up to speed okay there's tons and tons of theoretic philosophers doctors both from a neuropsych standpoint from a psychology standpoint from a sociology standpoint would someone ever argue that there's one right way or that could not they will you, argue it but it's they not, will argue yeah. it but it's again it's like it's like arguing if it's like arguing about art you know it's yeah, a little bit abstract that, but there's still some amount think, of quantifying you can do when i think yeah. it like psychologically i think it's like it's an emotion like you can't tell someone's emotions differently but even then like um what's a good example um what is it is it ne- uh Nietzsche who believes that your sexual experiences from a young age oh yeah oh yeah uh, freudian forget. that's freudian i oh, forgot Nietzsche. his name but yeah that is that like that in itself is like see there's so many different philosophies you can apply and yeah. it's like man like some of these they correlate others you know they may not correlate as much but there's still a little bit of truth there and it's like man you can go into this stuff for like this is something I can never. That's why I love. That's it so the part much, about man. that's so cool too. Yeah, it's can... like learning brains and mentalities and like I think I I I do believe like because we can look. There's so much like evidence and proof to other species and animals and like we sure, test on other animals sure. because there's so much correlation to us from a psychological neurological level. And I really think that like we can look back at at far species and how they've evolved and we can see some correlations in really what's happening with, with humans. And I think that's such a unique experience. And like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really interesting field. Do you, so are you in college right now? Yeah, I'm actually in my, um, you know, I'm do- going part-time. So part-time, two classes, yeah. two classes per semester. I'm actually, um, about to take, and this is to get like fully licensed to practice, right? Uh, no licensing. You don't have to go to school for, you can, but I actually, okay. I'm just going to, um, you can do two years in the field as a training counselor. No way. I two no years idea. in the field. So I'm actually going to just work in the field for two years, get my license, take that test and Smart. I'll be fully licensed. And from there that once you get your license, you cl- legally can open up a facility of your own. Like once you get your license, I mean, that's pretty early, that's but Hey, that's, it's, it's a good thing to think about. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, overwhelm myself with things that are far along, but it's definitely something to think about. Now, do you, so you said you wanted to potentially take over the family business, right? Oh uh, yeah, I definitely want to take it over and um, you know, I know my dad does a lot of work. I want to get it a little bit more self-sustaining cuz I have a lot of more business interests I would love to pursue. Yeah, you said uh too that marketing's a big thing for you. Maybe could you um share with me like well, what's your love about it? What's your philosophy on it or like what's, even what just what like about understanding it? in your dad's business cuz like when I think of it, like my medical business, there's not really much mark it depends on what you, where you're getting your what, where you're getting your clients from, right? Yeah. So if you're working with just with insurance, right, mm-hmm. and then you sure you got your private pay people too, right? How do you have to market it? Like, I would say specific to your knowledge of marketing, like, would you say like looking inside your, you know, the business in which you work in daily, and then just your general concepts of marketing? I would say that you know, the big thing I believe is your branding. Your branding is very big. Um, branding is where it all starts. I believe once you have a certain, you know, how you relate and how you, you just, it's an environment that branding brings an environment that people love to be in. So that's the first place to start off. But on the marketing side of things, I feel like when you work in a, a facility, like the health field, it's a lot with, it's a lot with word of mouth, especially with, with, um, addiction it's definitely word of mouth because you know they talk in between that and then you got hospital you can be a relationship with hospitals that refer to to you know to that and insurance as well 
it's it's a lot of um you so know it's a lot of internal it's a lot of b2b like business to business so yeah. I, I think branding would outweigh right because we're all probably we all realize this branding would outweigh in the long run yeah and then building a true integrity service mm-hmm. and word of mouth helps during the shortcomings and the you know yeah definitely because it's not always going to be you know it's kind of hard to market for us i would say it's it's kind of hard based off of certain things you want to say in the media or well you know especially with social media marketing with with advertising for a company like uh an addic- addiction an opioid addiction yeah, like the health facility. field i feel like there's strict like yeah policies it, for marketing it definitely is and and how you refer to people it's the same and thing like, too you uh know, and you'll get these people like too especially in the world i work in in which are similar pay- the clients that you guys would serve it's you know, these people will complain about the smallest things and they'll write claims. You have to be very careful in what you say and what you do. Uh, but then again, it's like it's all just insurance. Like if you bu- if you provide a better service, a lot of the times these people will switch. You know, like mm-hmm. and we're talking about methadone and things like that. There's a lot of instability there within the, those specific clients. Um, so then you have a lot of fluctuation. You got to understand a lot of people, I think, think of business and they just think of like money and oh, success it, it right away. This way. It's just the simple, but but, but like from hour to hour, things are fluctuating from day to day. Oh, yeah. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And the second you, like I always say this, like the second you think there's not going to be a bad day ahead of you is the day when you're getting, that's when you're going to mess up. But. It kind of, you know, throws you off. It definitely, definitely does. I mean, but you know, as long as you, I feel like when you go into business, as long as you're looking at it from a place of serving, I feel like you're going to get exactly what I, I'm a big believer in the energy you, you put out is what you're going to get back. I feel like 100%. you, you put out, you, you put out good energy towards someone and that's what you get back. I can personally relate to all of my situations where if I've put out bad energy, I've gotten that back in one shape or form. And I, I, I will accept that because I know what I did. I've, I've, I feel like I've did something in the past. If something bad comes my way, there's either a lesson to be learned or I've, brought that upon myself by doing something previously so i'm really self-reflective on that but as people i can say for myself when i get into psychology we're not always aware of what we're doing so when people tell me about myself i try to be i try to accept i really be accepting because it's like we don't always internalize ourselves as well as we internalize other people so i was even just realizing that like with the word choice you would use to go to somebody right or like let's say you have a disagreement with someone how are you coming about that? Are you saying oh faults of God. them, right? Are you saying you, 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 you know, it's it's like realizing how you even formate your conversation, frame, frame yeah, your let conversations. Me, let me get into that because that's one thing that I feel Go like off. I have a Go big, off, yeah. a big handle on right there. So when you're talking about conflict, I, I wouldn't say conflict, but when you have a disagreement, there yeah. is a right and a wrong way to go about it. I believe I, you know, maybe, you agree. know, as my perspective, that's my perspective. I think of things in perspectives and that's what I'm about to get into. When you're looking at perspectives, it's really, it's like, it's really hard to, you know, victimize someone when you're looking at perspectives. You, someone thinks of something based off of what they perceive. So you're not going to be able to change how they saw things. Like, you know, me growing up, let's just say this, you know, someone that's had their grandmother or their elders around for, you know, majority of their life, they're not going to think how I think if they haven't learned it from an outside source. So what am I to tell that person that, oh, yeah, you need to spend more time with your grandparents or your elders because they they won't be here forever. Or let's say, you know, you you make someone feel bad. Let's see. Let me see. I try to talk in terms of perspectives. What 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 happened up to that point to make you see that? And I won't think of right or wrong because I want to see what happened. I'm like, okay, I see where that happened. You listen to where I'm coming from. If we, as long as we understand both each other's perspectives, there's no right or wrong that can go wrong here. We can try our best to avoid the situation coming. You know, if it comes up again, because we know how each other thinks now. 
and we can be like, oh, okay, now that situation isn't as big, now we're able to, you know, do you just have other. killer communication with your partner? Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to <remember. laughs> yeah, Man, I love, like, you're everything I wish. I, like, to be honest, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, How the hell did you I get, like, you, you by 18? I know. I mean, <laughs> he says his parents. That's what's crazy. If you can grow. Were your parents just, like, like so I, I level-headed and just, like, yeah, teaching your parents, you? Like, yeah, like, Man, I, I, I give all the credit to my parents, if anything, man. I, I, I You know nobody's perfect no family's perfect sure. no parents perfect yeah. but man i give i give them a lot of credit i feel Are like you an only child have we no, no i'm the yet? i'm the oldest i have a okay, younger brother who is 15 and a younger sister who is 10 so how do how do your relationships work with them how do you take on like i guess you guys are both older siblings in a house right i'm not so how do you do you feel like there's this additional weight on your back of like having to be oh, a leading yeah. role or do you not was there mm. a point until you didn't realize you had to be a leading figure because i think I've always, like, my brother has always transitioned me to, like, being old. Like, I've, I've looked up to him, even if I wouldn't say it, I have. Right. Right? And um, I would think that's just because of that. It's like, w- is there an additional weight? And how would you say it's the best to formulate them? Because, like, for with me, I have a hard time with, like, my younger sister, right? She mm-hmm. has anxiety, severe anxiety, autism, you know, all these different things in which I'm a very fast person. And, like, no, my love isn't going to change, but I don't necessarily have the patience, which I pray for every day. But... It's like, how do you deal with that stuff? And how do you, then it's realizing being vulnerable, like being like, stop. Like I also, I also treated my sister like she was always, always just like a younger, a younger girl and a little kid, you know? And I realized like, no, she's her own human, you know? And it's like, then having to be real and like, sometimes it's very uncomfortable to just be honest. Correct. It is very uncomfortable. And coming from an older sibling point of view, there's definitely some weight there, extra weight. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really step into that weight until I turned, you know, not turned 18, but just got more into business and life. When I started more focusing on business and life, I moved away from sports. Sports taught me life. I'm going to say that. But I would say discipline and stuff, character. Sports taught me a lot about life. But when I got into life and I started experiencing different things, I came and got to a point where, like, look. I'm the oldest. There's some responsibilities I have to take on because I don't know exactly what my brother and sister's plans are. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I do say that I support them and I try to, you know, help them see things from where I see them. Mm -hmm. Even though everybody's going to be their own person, I try to give them my perspective and, you know, help them out with certain things like my brother in specific. I want him to, um, you know, I don't see him as a school person. He's he's um, a good, good, smart person, but I don't see him like wanting to do school like me. He automatically doesn't want to do school. I had sports and then I wanted to go to college for, you know, sports. But And do you think that's bad? Like, I'm starting to realize, like, even with my sister, like, I'm seeing her be so successful with inside of, like, way different means. And it's like, do we have to start realizing that, like, like not is there a point, like, not everyone needs to go to school? Yeah. Right. Like, do we maybe need to allow kids? To, I think school honestly more and more i think school is just like a a systemized thing in which the society it confines you it really (laughs) confines you because it's like this is how i believe is it this is how i believe in it okay so i would give it to eighth grade and that's being generous i would give it to about eighth grade and that's being pretty generous too i give you you get to eighth grade and then now it's going to be an experience thing we're very hands-on i feel like once you get to eighth grade you've pretty much established a certain i feel like school does teach you some things cognitively i don't believe that they teach you what you need to you know excel and be where you want to be like if we're looking at it in terms of in terms of like how we view success because we all have this view of success based off of media media has been around for the longest time but it's more prevalent now so when i look at success some people look at success as you know millionaire billionaire i don't look at success as that but 
in or, the school system, regardless of what way you look at success, if you're talking in terms of currency, that is pretty bad because they have us thinking of numbers. They have us thinking of numbers. 100%. That is very bad. I would say a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're saying we're supposed to develop, and I think why we we keep raising these issues, right? Like even in the world we live in, we'll see these constant things or, or things that have been ongoing. Like we look at things that could have been solved like hundreds of years ago if someone has put a little bit more time. We need people to step up, you know. If if you're realizing these things, you have to make a change. Or who's going to change it? Look, we're all living here in the moment. You can have dreams as far as 20 years and and work towards something, but if we can't change what's handed to us right now and we just keep living and accepting this, where are we going? It's scary, you know. Man. And I think with me, I started my business when I was in sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I would say eighth grade is like you know I'd give it till then. And I think if we we need to transform schooling into developing a kid by then eighth grade, eighth grade, you should be able to be like, you know, it should, but that seems to be seventh and eighth grade and sixth grade seem to be the most challenging time for our kid. And that's because I think we've not preparing them the right way to deal with these difficulties. And then all of a sudden we open up and loosen the reins, stranger. But then we're like, we, we went from A to Z. It's like, oh, now we're going to transition a kid. Like even just going to middle school. Why yeah. does everyone keep saying that's like the hardest big step? It's because we're transforming a kid from being in a, t- like basically, you know, from an A. And now we're going to move them up to, you know, Z. Yeah. And I now two, we just expect them to be perfect. Two <laughs> comments on this. I think, first off, it blows my mind that... At 17, adults and, and, and society, we have this idea that you're still a child. But then the second that number is a one and an eight, oh all of a sudden God. you can take on all this <laughs> debt and you can make these big life world decisions. Like, I think it would be so okay if more people were taking a gap year to just grow up cognitively, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. just just to experience a little bit of that life adversity before maybe to saying like, okay, now that you've faced a little bit more life and you've maybe had to work a minimum wage job or, you know, you've had to figure out what are my passions, what are my life, are you ready to assume a uh, $45,000, you know, loan or debt? Are you ready to take on? But like so often it's like, okay, here are the blinders of school and now, oh, by the way, you graduated. Okay, here's a big piece of paper. Sign this. There's going to be a lot of money over your head, but you won't have to worry about this till four years from now. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's crazy to me that was one thing i had and another thing i'm loving this conversation i love how vulnerable we're getting and i'm really enjoying hearing your mindset um if you don't mind me asking you had mentioned that um you don't um take success as monetary value um what great. do you define as your principle of success i'm just very curious to to maybe hear your interpretation or what well, if you would care to share and again you don't have to you said your biggest motivation i think when we say we're being vulnerable right if you leave here today and I don't ask you, and we could talk off camera, so you do not have to share, but what is that biggest motivation? You know, it's like, well, my biggest motivation I would say would be my family. And then you got me thinking it's that secondary thing. My biggest motivation is making a change, I would say. That, that, that. And it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's that drive to know that, hey, you know, I see that I'm doing something. And if I could just keep keep going up, I'm hoping, you know, and then you get people that are saying you're influencing their, their lives. Yeah, and then man. that gives you that extra ambition. And then you start to realize, like, if you were to be so, maybe this is a hard word, cowardly to, like, not care about those things. You know, that I, you could get into that position, but I think those things fuel you because if you were to give up at any moment, you're letting everyone else down beyond there. And that's why I say we live for something bigger than what look i mean my business is i've I've had days where i've had 
lots of money in my bank accounts, okay? But you also, businesses have so much expenses. Like, if, if, if you really thought it was, you were chasing after the money, the money comes from the hard work, and let's not change that. The money comes from a hard, hard work. Some people get handed, right. right, stuff, and that's a whole different story. But So what do you define as yeah. success? I define success as helping people. Like, I have never in my life felt so I remember my first feeling my first feeling that I can remember back to of helping someone and making someone's life better mm-hmm. is actually with my grandmother and it's kind of crazy to think but my first experience of actually feeling so good inside and I remember and this feeling was so great I know it because I remember it to this day I remember my grandmother was talking about how I remember being in a room she was talking about how she was old and I bring this story up to my parents but she was talking about how she was old and I never viewed my grandmother as old. I always viewed her. I was young. I always viewed her as like, like, no, grandma, you're not old. And I remember telling her that and she just felt in, in the way she said and the appreciation, she was like, oh my God, so uh, thank you so much. Uh, I love you, bio. And, you know, I was that feeling that I felt inside, like till that, you know, till that day, till this day, I still, you know, I love that feeling. Helping people is like the the best feeling. I don't care how small. Like mm-hmm. if someone asks me to make a flyer for an event for them and I do it and they love it, I will feel so good inside. That's the only thing that drives it's, me. Man. It's being at a point where you're willing to sacrifice your last penny for anyone. Not even monetarily, right? You don't have to have it. Energy. But it's mm. it's that willing that fuels me, man. Like I think I get so hung up on because I care about people too much. Like not too much. I would never say too much. I hold I other people's I don't know how to describe this and I may say a few things and change my mind and that's why I think it's important guys remember you get to just say comments and then change the show's it. called a humanistic a humanistic perspective we are humans we are always evolving this is merely us interpreting our mind state in this moment in time right and I think that's one thing that I've loved when you when you talk you always say this is my perspective or yeah. this is how I'm de- I'm us assuming this contemplation right now right like when yeah. i got up like it just changes like i care so much like my dog okay my dog is 16 years old i saw she was cold and over there i had to get a blanket for her so i got up like, you know like it's just those things that like pull on your heart and it's like i don't even know where i was going with that i can't remember now what i was talking about before but same thing it's just it's just so crazy to think like you really can just care about other people's you know so i care much. about other people so much and that's just the family i grew up with oh and i you know i think i I tend to be so why I'm so strict with myself is because I know I care about people so much that I'll start to let that get me. I'll start to let that misguide me. And then I got, okay. And you have to be understanding you're going to do sacrifices, but I'm sacrificing myself and sacrificing that hard mentality because I realized if I can do that and be strong, you can make a bigger and larger change down the road. You can, and I, I have to get real. We gonna get real vulnerable because this is a big topic, man. Like, like, like that, sometimes that they drives never think the me, cameras man. Are there, so you just get, you oh know. yeah, like that drives me. It really does drive me to help people, and and I have like that. That can be a a good thing, and it can be a downfall. Like I. I feel like I, in in terms of relationships, I definitely take it from that approach because I don't look at a person's state now. I look at what you can become, and I feel like that can be a really big problem when it comes to certain things. Like, I feel like I'm very forgiving and overly forgiving. Like I, you know, Dude, when it comes I to, know. When it comes I to let people, people walk like, all over <laughs> me. I'm a fool to be honest. Like I will let people walk all over me to the last point of which now I'm transitioning to think they were bad to me. And now turning it on myself because I believed like, you know, it's, it's like, I'll let this thing, I'll let these people just walk all, not yes, people, man. right? I'll let these things walk all over me, which people, yes, I'm not going to be real. Okay. People, 
And then you get to a point which they can eventually convince your mind that, oh, wait, is it me that's doing yes. this wrong? And that's and what's that's scary. And that's being able to cut off relationships at times when they need to be cut off. That is very scary. And I know that, you know, that's that's a weakness. And, and I, I, I am, you know, I'm vulnerable to my weaknesses. I know my weaknesses. I, I established them myself. I have, that's one of, I have, yeah, that's one of my weaknesses. That's my main emotional weakness. I'm very caring, very caring towards any individual. I don't care what situation you're in unless unless i feel like you just don't want my help it's kind of hard to help someone that doesn't want my help but um you know i still try and let them know that i am there that if you need the help i can give it to you but that's one of that that is something that man i struggle with like i literally give everyone you know upfront energy like i I, i'm here for you you know I'm, i'm always good spirited towards people and it's like man they a lot of people don't think like think like me so it's like man now i have to understand that people don't think like me and i think I very know. cognitively See, too I so think i understand everyone it. i think so it's okay. like so my crazy adhd mentality okay because i have adhd and obviously you can tell that um but it's like i'm also so fast and i forget to realize like this is my biggest downfall is i'll forget to realize people aren't thinking the same way i'm thinking not at all not at all perspective and i man. will be a hundred percent honest i forget that probably Nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go to someone with this energy. And this is where I'm self, self, you know, constructive with myself mm-hmm. after the thought, you know. And I think with my mentality is like our parents, we just grew up with a – it was a harsh thing. Like I'm just super honest up front. And then I think, oh, wait, was that the best delivery for that person to understand how my feelings I were? I think you act first and then you think because of your ADHD. Yeah. And see, that's where I say – that's where I keep coming up with the statement of saying – think more that thinking more that listening more is strictly for me and what i'll tend to do is i'll throw my feelings of how i need to fix myself out 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 there right it's like when i just said you know i need to think you know you need to think more and then you know or listen more and it's as simple as thinking smarter not harder i think when you when you rush or you try and be on the edge of 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 working and then thinking and and contemplating you can find yourself in a world of trouble. See, I have a different perspective on that though, because mm, I look at I look at your thing as something that I wish I had a little bit more of. Like I'm very quick to act because I feel like if I'm talking about something for too long and I do not act on that, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm doing everybody around me a disservice. Why are you hearing me about me saying something I'm not doing? Right. So I act on it. But you have you have the opposite. You well, I still act on it, but you have a little bit more. You, you're quicker to act on things. So. That's something that I feel like is is a necessary thing, especially in entrepreneurship. You have mm-hmm. to act on things fast. I would rather act on something and learn from it later just as quick instead of contemplating something for a long time and then coming back to that failure and getting out of that failure a long time after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'll never be an entrepreneur if you're that type of person that's like, oh, I'm super hungry. I want to go get food. And then you can't even make a decision on what you're going to go eat. So then yep. you just sit there. Like you need at some point you need to, to be able to uh, – be that self check or that self guidance of like at you got to assert su- some point of of logical and strategic decision making yeah and it's you know man I, I feel like you know that that goes again with like i know where my biggest downfall is it is that caring you know you can you can know you can do a decision based off of yourself but when you take other people into account when i take other people into account when i do things i have a much not much but i have a different thought process i'm thinking in terms of perspective i'm thinking in terms of you know how is that person going to feel from this if i'm thinking in terms of myself man i'll be doing a whole bunch of different things i wouldn't be be in this state right now probably i'll be i'll be exploring you know with my you know if doing i a lot of fell things. for every temptation that comes across my mind 
Holy shit would I mess up. <laughs> you wouldn't get any work done. Seriously. No work done. Seriously. It's creating that discipline because you realize it's not going to happen any other way. And then you got to have those people. You got to be, it's again, surrounding yourself. I'm not saying you shouldn't care about people or, or, or be thoughtful or courteous to them when I say that. I say surround yourself with the, with the people you need to be around so that you can yes. build up to where you're, where you're going. It's that idea of... Uh, you you start to act. It's like uh, the five people you're around the most. You start to assimilate those traits the most, or those characteristics. And when you're choosing to make those five people people who are pertinent to keeping you level-headed and keeping you morally intact with what you know, and you also make sure those people are boosting or making sure that you you have the space to flourish. I mean, you you the world's your oyster at that point. Yeah, True. man. There's so much. I feel like, man, it's like, I think it is, I think a lot of different things, man. Like, you know, I don't contemplate them long because I feel like I can't contemplate anything that, you know, isn't within my realm of doing. I say that you have to live presently. You can't live based off your past or you can't worry about the future. You got to live presently. Whenever mm -hmm. I assess a situation, I look at it like this. What is my current goal in this situation? And now I have to try to go full fledged towards that goal. And I don't think about what has happened in my past that may affect my being different or what could happen in the future um is i feel like the journey is way more powerful than the destination like if you're not happy on your way there then why would you even why would you even like just something we've been trying those. to preach yeah. so much on this show is like yeah. how do you okay i wanted to ask you because how do we get more people our age to start thinking this yeah, way yeah bro like okay this is the is that a million dollar uh, question? You're, uh, you're giving me the face that's like, if bro, if I had the answer to this, if I had the, world the answer, would be I swear I would literally <laughs> see if I had the answer to this. Like I see myself in a in a perspective. I see a strength that I have as motivating and helping people in terms of you know cognitive. How, how did you learn to motivate? People? Wait, 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 wait. Like wait. how did you go like from I can do this subconsciously to okay I make this a conscious effort. It wasn't about me. It's never about me. I was always thinking about another person. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I remember, yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you about branding. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about branding. I was thinking about branding and I was like, hmm, what is my brand? What am I good at that other people see me as good at? Because it doesn't matter what you think you're good at. It's you, what other people you see, think, think you're good at. And that's where I think it's just being honest and vulnerable. Like, to be honest, like, you got to ask people, like, what do you think of me? And yeah. I think, it, it, and no one does it. I don't, like, I need to do that more. Literally, you know, all I did, I went through my contact list. I went through my contact list and I contacted people that I met, you know, recently or before, recently mostly because, you know, they're going to have the most fresh memory of me. And I'm like, I met you recently or however recent. What did you think about me? Like, what attracted you towards me? And they were always like, the way you talked, the way you talked about what you were doing and your passion towards things just motivated me to be better. Like, even people that were in worse situations, they, they might not be in the best situation still, but they got better because they heard me talk. And I was like, okay, that, you know, I've always thought I was good at that. But now that I know someone else, it doesn't matter what I think I'm good at. I thought, I, I, like, that's what trial and error is. I thought I was good at doing this, but people think I'm good at doing this. Like, motivating towards motivating towards entrepreneurship, I feel like I'm good at. But And realizing yeah. that can change constantly. It can change because yeah, exactly. it's you, crazy. You didn't stick to your mentality. Would you say, I think the biggest thing I realized, would you say this all comes down to, well, I think would play a large factor, not all come down. Mm -hmm. Do you think I, I think a lot of this blame Can be on people's parents And the way you were raised It depends it, on what I, you I think I think a large influence of it Because 
potentially. It, it really does because when you look, when you're talking about with your parents, you have your dad who's very business minded in that, which you still haven't maybe connected fully emotionally, but you have your mom and those two strong supports, right? And to see how that's brought out in you, and then I think of me and Chad and how my mom and dad, my, my dad was very handy, you know, he, he knew his way around, he solved stuff when he did, and he was helpful in that sense. My mom was super hard, empowering us, and made us believe that we could do anything. Mm-hmm. See, that's where... So, that, and that's where it brings out, but see, yeah. you can see different areas in which those parents lack in, and then now what happens to a person that grows up in a foster home? Think of where their mindset is. A feeling of like, whoa. I don't, you know, like you don't have anyone that loves you. So what now these people, someone let go of you. Like imagine that distrust that inside you, like I couldn't imagine thinking that way. And I guess I think that's again, how we say people need to be grateful for their parents. And again, maybe your parents are doing an awful job. It's very, see, see, I've thought about this very like, cause like, that's what I said. A million dollar question. How do we get more people at our age thinking like we do? There is a lack of when it comes to this question, you have to think in perspectives. That's why I'm like, I wish like I had a long conversation with my dad. Like the education system is failing entrepreneurs. They're failing people. Oh, we had the I longest the talk. I want to change it. That's where my money is getting to put into a long run. Probably like because again, you want to invest in education. Oh, yeah. that's everything. No, seriously. Like my that's where I want to go. Truthfully, I think about that and I'm like, there's multiple ways. At first, I was thinking like we can change the education system, but then you got back to the point of we need workers. But then I went back to, wait, we're moving futuristic. And as soon in the future, I don't feel like it's too far along. We're going to have a lot of robots working for us. So it's not hey, even look at this. There's going to be a reality of which <laughs> I bring out to people they don't think is realistic. Is Think of it. Ben Carson, he flew out to crazy countries to perform prestigious surgeries and stuff like that. He was a neurosurgeon. Okay. Soon we have the capabilities now to perform a surgery from the U S for someone in like Nigeria. Right. And we could have someone in the U S operating that robot doing the same thing. Right. So like thinking that, look, this stuff is going to become more easy education. I don't think is going to be the same way of which we think of it as now. Education is look at it. We can go on YouTube. And how many damn things can you learn? Instead, we're doing lessons on one subject. And when we're looking at my sister just brought up to me, like history books. They're learning about everything that happened way back. And then my sister's like, she literally brought up to the class and was like, but the teachers didn't answer, of course, because we're guided in bad ways. But like trying to relate to like, look, people, there's still people that are slaves and, and, and dying in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why isn't that in, in China? Issue? There's a there's a mass genocide of, of their Muslim Uyghur population. No one's ta- well. I've seen it being talked about, but it's not blatantly it's, it's in the media. Not, well, it's the media. We the media is very out. skewing. Like, and now that we said this, that this thing video is, is not going to go. There's a not. There's a lot of different problems, man. That there, I have. See, I look at things like this, man. Yeah. There are certain problems that you can address when you have a certain level of power and authority in in terms of monetary value of money. So I'm not going to worry about certain things I feel like I cannot affect in a moment. But <laughs> let's just say the media is a, a big problem in itself. I don't want to <laughs> worry about. But Is that- it bad that part of me, well, this is fun, right? When we talk about like sitting here and getting to understand and learn about each other even more. Uh, then I'm constantly contemplating and thinking of the idea of like something we said someone's going to use against me later in life Yeah. in this podcast right now, right? Potentially. Maybe, maybe not. You'd hope not. But again, with how media is right now, 
Yeah, people can take things out of context. They can, uh, what is that And called? then it's like, but it's like we knowing that media, it's like it's sad to be putting out energy into that source that we know is bad, but it's it's probably the best way right now. So maybe that's a sacrifice we're willing to make right now because we see we have to do this in order to become successful, in which then we can change that later down the road. Someone just came home, so let's probably just take a, uh, yeah, a, a break really quick, um, and we'll get back to you. Uh, episode 18 of a Humanistic Perspective podcast. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we are back with episode 18 of a Humanistic Perspective podcast. Well, so yeah, I mean, uh, thinking that, let's really dive into media. Like, uh, where do you think business is, right? So when you look at us, I have a medical business, right, uh, a transportation business, so we serve insurance, and we do private pay and we work with facilities, right? A lot of my work can tend, if I want to be, I can just go out there on sales for myself. Um, I think with the model and the business plan I'm envisioning, I want it to be a more public thing, right? So it's establishing now, I think, like for me, it's always been, I've realized these are important factors, and I think Chad coming home has definitely helped start to navigate and make some steps in there, in which we're not even working on our branding and marketing to the capacity nearly of what we're, we're, we're planning. Um, but I think what we're having to do now is get the businesses Right, because get the systems down and the operations down, and then that allows you to do that. Um, and I think just because we're not doing certain things now, we're just being smart in in the sense of like, okay, we realize what we have to do so the business can grow, and then we're going to start working. And I think Chad taking a role now is you know really building the brands and stuff. And again, there's still a lot of work to happen. And we're working with everything we can. Um, so I think like with that, right, with that company, I'm more focused on. Branding depends on your business model, too, and the consumers and what you're trying to reach. I mean, there's a lot of different aspects here. What would you say are the largest, which we probably are all familiarized with, right? We got Twitter. You got Facebook. You've got, uh, what's that new app, Chad, where you have to be invited to? Clubhouse. 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 which I think the platform of that looking off your phone is not exactly where it could be. I think they're still growing in that app, which is, it's all very starter, right? So we can't affect that, but you see a lot of these large marketing and media figures nowadays they're they're saying that's probably going to be the next thing um how do we like my biggest thing is like how do we create a community in which like facebook when we go on there it's not even something like i want to go on really like what do i care to be going on there as much as it's like a habit right because like if i'm going to look at a picture unless i'm going to go and connect with that person that posted that right and, and, and truly connect with that person, they're going to have no idea if they were to die tomorrow and go in the grave. They're not going to know that Ethan Castilla went on Facebook, saw their picture, and got this from them. I so think I, there can be some big correlation here to this idea that we've been talking about all night about the problem. The biggest problem with these algorithms and with the way social media has been set up currently is it's about yourself. It doesn't have that selfless intention naturally it is it is very skewed in terms of that it's making more people think into the perspective of oh man that person's doing that and i don't like how it messes with people oh it's why can't i or you know but you know we don't share our failures i would love to i would love to make failures more important too i feel like i would love to make that a change i would love to um create something where we just talk about our failures because if Mm -hmm. i can talk about my failures with you openly i mean i'm i'm fine with that i'm like i am so vulnerable and ready like i would love to just record my life as it is and if people were to find interest in it like great there's a lot of things i learn every day things i mess up you know you're constantly learning I mean, with me too, it's constant interruptions of things of like, 
oh no, now I got to solve this. You know, problems don't, I think there was something like really large, like that was really stressing on me. That's been really putting a toll in a, in a mind block in which I thought I had anxiety, but I think it was just, it wasn't really, it was anxiety in the moment. I'm sure you were having anxiety because you didn't deal with the situation. Because I didn't deal with it. I don't think I have ongoing anxiety. You have small things that bother you, but that's, that's I, I always, I always say like, I never like problems. That's not a problem for me. I deal with problems every, every minute, every hour. You know what I'm saying? Problems are normal. That's going to happen. I think it's when it adds up to accumulation and you're not venting out and letting yourself. And I'll be completely honest, until this week, there's periods of where I'll, you know, you'll be vulnerable in the moment and you grow up. But like, I would say this was such a transformational week for me and knowing like, hey, what's bothering you? I need to state that and put it out there. Yeah, man, it's definitely. And I think once I did that, I was just able to breathe. And then I was like, do you know about the law of attraction? Yeah, law of attraction. What, do you, what are it. your uh, thoughts on it? Law of attraction, man. I've I've tried to get better at it. I personally been implementing things that I could definitely do better with law of attraction. Like, you know, I've always been the type of person to say I am going to do this, not if it happens. I've always been mm-hmm. that type of person. Like, just just your words is in itself. I've never been the type of person to just say things like, "Oh yeah, if if I win tonight or if I accomplish this." No, when I accomplish this, I'm going to do this because it's it's a thing. Like, I have to be confident enough in myself let alone, you know, all these outside factors are going to try to affect you. Why, why can't I be more confident in myself than anyone else is going to be? That's how it should be. Because, you know, if you're going to, if you if you can't be confident in yourself, honestly, it's, it's going to be a very hard road to get anywhere, regardless of what success you define. Do, do you notice with um, working with maybe male clients that, we tend to bottle things up like yeah. what do you think like how how do you how do we convince guys or like how do we as as a whole live that masculine vulnerable life where you can still be emotional too like how do you how do we pair those two in a way that's constructive for the masses cuz i feel like there's such a disconnect from a lot of men and being able to express their emotions in a healthy manner and and like I guess I want to talk more specifically. Let's talk about our gender. Where, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you see correlations in men that we like bottle things in? What are things we could do that would maybe help with that? Or I am definitely going to recommend a book okay. for you guys. I cannot I can remember. The Is name it of No it. More Mister Nice Guy? No, it's not that book. Okay. Actually, it's a book I read. Um, my senior year, I actually went to a um, Catholic school, so we had a Christian vocation class, and it was pretty nice. Where we were talking about um you know, all the religions. And then it was another section of that where we talked about gender specific tops. And it was kind of like a sociology class, basically. Okay, cool. But yeah, men and how we internalize our issues are very, yeah, I see it every day. It's like, we are very closed off and we need to be more open. You see in certain men that you, they are pretty much open, you know, in myself, I reflect on myself. I know I'm not all the way open. There's certain right. things I wouldn't, you know, it would be the reluctance to talk about with certain people, but you know, I try to do better. Um, I, I feel like as long as you're trying, especially in that field, you, you're you going to get in a good place. But um, the one thing I say we should try to do is understand that we are all going through these problems. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. society put this this label on us to where we we shouldn't be able to do these things. Women look I mean, at us differently, like all types you, of things. Even like, just going out in the community, right? Yeah. So now if you were to even just like, let's say there's an attractive girl, right, in which people would think is attractive and whatever you create that, right? Now, if you're a random guy walking up to that person and talking, you're going to be considered a creep. You know, like it's it's even just going out in public, you can't even just be normal. Like you can't go to the grocery store, just go talk to a random person now and have a connection. Yeah, it's 
It's kind of tough, you know. I, I see it from that perspective, and then I see it from the perspective of trauma as well. Because mm. trauma can really close a person off, you know. But I feel like thought processes, I feel like if we don't grow through our thought processes, we'll be stuck in the same way. Because as a kid, you know, you're not, you're not fully emotionally or mentally developed. So you may think of the trauma that's going to close you off. And now you're like that forever. Unless, you know, you get to a certain stage of your life where you learn that, oh, I can't be this way. Mm-hmm. And then who's to say that the kid learns that? That's why I look at things perspectives. How, Like, what determines if a kid is going to look at it from that perspective? Mm-hmm. Is it that they learned it? Because you can learn something and not, you know, implement it. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book. I'm going <laughs> to tell you. I think everyone should write a book. I mean, what's on the what's on the list? What are like? I need to do this professionally. Like, I I need to to write a book. And I told my clients actually. I told them when I was doing a group counseling session that I am writing a book and it will be done by February next year. And it's going to be called the Three Pillars to Success. Three Pillars of Success. I believe I'll talk a little bit into it, but I believe the three pillars are mindset, knowledge. And implementation, and I can get very deep into all three of those. Yeah, pillars. Yeah, yeah. go those, for yeah. it. And it's like, man, we we can start mindset. I Where can did talk when about did you start? Day. When did all right? So when did you? Because I've also recently had had the contemplation of like I love I love wordsmithing to the point where like I want to be able to reflect myself in such a unique format that that I can contextualize it in a book form. When did you have the thoughts of producing this book, and how long has it taken you to sort of craft that these are your pillars for that? Book? And I think. Two different things, like reading Gary's book, you know, even personally hand. I think you as a person can come up with with whatever that book, right, before you even go describe it, you can come up with that book as much as you can and whatever you want to come across or explain about your life, but you need others to portray what they're thinking to finish the book. I don't Do you no, not, that's not, not at all true. Not at all. Well, that maybe just, for my ADHD self. That was just a super unique, yeah, that was just a super unique case point with that book. Oh, well, that's me. I would need that. But that's just because I'm <laughs> I'm ADHD, so maybe I'm crazy. Go. Uh, in Gary Vee's new book, he does an audio format. Uh, oh, or, well, no, not, not no, no. That. No, in the book, he uses examples of other people they wrote in and said, like, oh, mm-hmm. your first book inspired me, and this is how I did or, it. No, I'm talking about editors. Not like that. He had multiple editors to oh. format. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can, yeah, you can write as much as you can. 100%. Oh, that's what I mean. You have an you entire publishing team. That. I'm definitely outsourcing <laughs> that. Oh, okay. that's that all myself. I was trying like, to convey. Like, okay. I uh, need to get my words <laughs> out, and then you, you They need to be your ideas, so they're original intellectual property. Yeah, that's all but I mean. But there's oh. professionals that will help you craft and finalize it in a cohesive way is that there anybody that can just do it completely by yeah, it's themselves? called ghostwriting yeah it's called there's oh, yeah. so no, many like, autobiographies and memoirs that are done where the person sits down and just tells the writer this is what this chapter i want to be about this is my topics and then that person takes that usually they record it on voice memo and then they talk to them and get notes and then they'll go transcribe drafts the other the person will the client will read it be like ah this needs to change i want this to come across but okay okay so i don't that know is a real about, thing okay good that's a real thing thanks for the yeah the learning. it's good man it's like i, I <laughs> We're always learning i stuff. have to learn more about that process but i definitely set a limit on myself to i am going to get it done if if not you know i always think of goals as like this i'll set a goal a six-month goal for something that should take two years just because i'll get more progress setting a six-month goal than if i just decided to be like oh yeah two years i got all the time in the world like i'll just make a lot of progress that way but i see a year when in reality i'm doing a lot of things and if i do get it to, to it in that year mark then that's that's great but i'm not pressuring myself in that but yeah, the the first pillar is definitely mindset, man. That's a I can't mindset is is a comp like it a 
Which is the hardest pillar to develop? The hardest pillar to develop, I believe, is implementation. Implementation. Mm. Implementation. Because every, oh everyone can say something. Okay, the so let's say mindsets. <laughs> let's just go from each one. All right, let's go to mindset. mindset. Do you think my questions on this, just on top of my head, I'm, is, is it okay to have different mindsets at different points of time? Well, um, of course oh, you yeah. have to have different mindsets. Is it sometimes get too confusing of which mindset for people they're supposed to have? I don't feel like it's supposed to. I feel like there are or is it certain, a, inside you. It's certain things because some people are very, you know, closed off and they have social anxiety, but they're very successful and good people in terms of business. They, mm-hmm. they have there's certain limit, like not limitations, but there are certain things about people that you know. Some people view it as limitations, but to them, it's their greatest strength. They might have social anxiety, so they work all the time, and it's like, oh man, I'm the most productive person on earth. I know someone like that, so it's like. It's like, man, that's that's a good thing for them, but other, but everyone has their own mindset. It's just there are certain things that I feel like keys in the mindset. Self confidence is one. That is a very big one to you. There's almost, I say, there's ninety nine point nine. I'm not gonna say because there's so many perspectives, but ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, you have to be self confident. Like, there. I think that was probably one of my largest thing. I was always so, I was so insecure. I took what other people said to me to heart, but that's just because like I'm a Karen, like I'm just a real person. Like I live in the moment, I really do. Um, so I took so much of like just my whole life from da da da, and everything someone said to me, even though I may not show them that I heard them, I listen and think about everything. I watch how people move, how they act, how they change in different situations. Like I pay attention to all that and let that affect me in my head. But those are two different things now, which I've been able to realize, especially over this year, to now be just be myself. You know, so that's great. Keep going. So you, you know, self. Man, mindset is a big one. It doesn't just accomplish your your mindset, but it accomplishes like how you process things. How do you process situations? Are you the type of person to? And I feel like a lot of this is how you. I don't know how you develop this. I know I was always the type of person to learn from other people's mistakes. I always talked to my elders, so I took their situations and learned from certain things. I'm not gonna say everything. Some things I have to learn on my own. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things I did take from them and I implemented in my life. So how do we develop that? Is it a constant reminder? Is it daily affirmation, visualization? what are you doing to to develop that in yourself and i understand through being a counselor that these type of implementations aren't things you can just implement in one day especially if you're far far gone from that being a reality Mm. if you're really close to actually doing it and you're almost doing it consistently then oh it's gonna be easy for you but if you're far along and you're not doing this at all okay let's take slower steps or it's like my lazy ass from when i went from really you you have a really unique disposition to build a a, f- a young person's guide for or even as someone who's older can take can it, I? but from our perspective on how to maybe develop these traits it's kind of like you're going to build a roadmap a little bit yeah. too well i just that super cool i'm just so blown away of your age you know what i'm saying like it's well i See, guess I'm i never not, think of I'm that i'm not anymore well, because oh, oh, i'm not blown away of your age in the context of like which people age group us right cuz like then i'm 17 i don't think of that i am just so happy to see someone so aspiring as te- you, like technology it, changed us. I think we can be the you, most intellectually driven generation because we can literally, when we lock ourselves in our room, you can stare at a device that can make you intellectually way more curious than you ever thought you could have been. Oh yeah, I feel like when I was a kid, I always got told that I asked too many questions. I was always, 
I was a person that asked questions about everything. And if I couldn't find it, once I had a tablet, I had YouTube and I had the internet. Yeah, I'll I, find it myself. And if if school puts people in that bubble where it's like, okay, um, you're going to learn about these topics and this is what you're going to do. I never was put in that bubble because when I was, you know, sometimes, you know, parents probably get annoyed. They have their own stresses. I can understand. So they probably weren't trying to answer some things, but they definitely answered a lot of my questions when it came to things. My dad answers all my questions now. Like if I ask him anything regards to business, you know, it's never anything too sensitive. We'll talk about business. There's do you disagree? How do you disagreements work with your dad? Disagreements with my dad. Um, <laughs> he's, he's Or is it more one of those things where you like realize it's a disagreement, but are going to just let the, I let it, or do you guys have confrontational, con- like conversation like sure everyone does we, we do but it's it's more like i understand i believe this i see perspectives i understand my dad is as you get older it's easier to get stuck in your ways that's why i see like a lot of things problems in society the the reason they're not changed is because a lot of people aren't comfortable with changing them the mm-hmm. older or people that are easier not to change yeah you know the wealth transfer the wealth transfer from the older people to the younger generation is about to happen and it's like look those are the people who are so caught, like caught in their ways. Like, why would McDonald's implement a new coming technology like AI or robots? Why would they do that if they're so comfortable where they are? Like, literally, you at that at that age or wherever you know whoever is controlling everything, they they're not looking to implement that stuff. They're so established to where why would they do certain things? But 100%. but it's like we have to. I look at it from perspective, so I know that you know bringing it back to my dad, I know that he has a certain perspective. So I kind of like, oh man, it's cool. It's you know it, he he may not he may not you know I had to let him you know have his you know way. I'm not gonna just try to <laughs> agree. With, I'm not gonna try to bring him to my side. Like it's yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I understand yeah. you believe that. That's the thing when I say perspectives and you know taking in knowledge. That's another thing in mindset. Who do you listen to? Um, I listen to my parents, but once again, I know there's some things with my parents that both agree with that I do not agree with at all. And it's it's you know, it's and understandable. I think understanding that that is okay. And it's it is okay. People don't think that. They think No, that, uh, specifically only children when when they're an only child and they don't have other siblings to see them maybe have their own pushback or their own mentalities, they they get blown away when others are like, "Wait, you disagree with your parents or like you don't?" Always do I think exactly there's an appropriate way of handling it, and I think that takes time to understand how yeah. you appropriately handle it. But I think it's important to to have, and I think knowing just from that's again where parents can be like, look, no matter what, I'm gonna love you unconditionally. Like if you if you're if you have never told your kid that, like, hey, no matter what happens, I'm gonna always be here for you. With my mother, she would tell me things like that. My father, it's a more feeling. Like, I know my dad, if, if I probably went to, if I probably did committed a crime, I'm sure he would be up in jail with me. Like, <laughs> like things like that. Like, I know, I feel he's that from my, hard. yeah, I, I feel that from my dad. It's not something he's told me. I felt yeah, that. Right. And then with my, like, he's more showing, he's not more talking. Mm. See, there's some things that he would not tell me that I know. It's like, I understand that, you know, and then I think of perspectives like coming from the household he came from, Nigerian, and not as effective. It's, it's just different perspective things. I understand that we're all just a product of our environment. It's like, I can't look at you for thinking differently than me. I, I can't judge anyone, I, especially when I'm not perfect myself and I'm just trying to develop myself like as I go. So right. it's like, You're so right, man. So it's like, man, I just got to look at it from the point of view of we're all not perfect and I accept you for who you are as, as long as you, you're you willing to, you know, be patient. If we're, if we're willing to be patient with each other and understand each other's perspective, I feel like I can get along with pretty much anyone as long as you're willing to do that. It's a good foundation to build a relationship off of. I was like asking for people who are listening who might be our age, might be younger than us, what's one piece of advice 
that you would give them if they if they literally heard nothing else or got nothing else from the show what's like one thing my one piece of advice would be learn from your failures do not let any failure bring you down to a point where you think that you're not able to crawl yourself out of that hole and and understand that when you do fail you're not crawling out of a hole. You're actually starting over at a higher state than you started before because you have experience now. You're not you're not going from the bottom. You actually start at the bottom and now you're a little bit above there because you have experience now. You never start from the bottom when you fail. And that's what people don't look at it as. I think there's a really good saying for that. It's like the harder you fall, the higher you're going to bounce. Yep. Because you're never starting from that same point again. Never, never again. Yep. yep. That's really, really cool. I lo- man, I love helping people run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where do you see? All right, so I know this is a little uh, maybe uh, idealistic, but in your perfect world, what is your life looking like from from now until till maybe you die? Like, what are some major like, major key milestones? Put it maybe out there. Just put it out there in the world. Okay, so out there in the world, it's I not would perfect, say, but it's not and perfect. It could change because honestly, I haven't thought too deep into it. I just know that. I would be in a place where, unfortunately, I feel like I have this working mentality where even though I want my time freedom back, I will start. I'm too curious. I understand that, like, man, I think of time in such a crazy way. Like, at most, I have 100 years here. I think of it like that. I say that I'm going to live to 100. I say I, I positively manifest. Oh, that. I, I'm going to live I, to 100. I'm, at least. With modern medicine, I definitely think we're capable of doing that. Yeah, yeah. so I say at least I'm living to 100. And then I think of it in terms of time, like, I'm 18. I'm almost one fifth throughout my life. Like we don't have enough time to explore everything. And like, I'm so curious about everything. I don't have enough time to do everything I want to do. So I want to be able to get to a point where I can outsource like crazy. I want to like, that's why I told my brother, like find building that team. Yeah. It's, I think when we see building your team, it's now the biggest thing is that team you build, make sure you're there for them. Make sure they can see that vision. Right. Make sure they're working on the same path you are. Right. Because I think as soon as you have a worker that's just there to collect a paycheck, it's it's bad. And that's what, like I say, yes, like you're saying, in order to do that, that's where you build those teams. And I think certain people are capable of that. And I sure as hell think that not everyone is suited to be a business owner. I think one of Of the largest things, too, that bothers me so much is when people say they're entrepreneurs. Right, it's one of those things you can't go to. You you can never go to college, but instead you get, these people are posting it on their. Or, you know, not that social media has, but people say entrepreneurs. Gary Vee says this all the time. In, They're in fake their bios. entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, doesn't matter if you're a fucking entrepreneur. Is your business making money or not? Right? Yep. Like, or are you a successful? Of, like, do you show it or do you do it? Yeah, and I don't right. even. I don't even talk about making money. Like, are you helping people? Sure. Are there yes. people in? I, I hate fake testimonials, and I lo- I hate that. Like, even to see, I'm not gonna say hate because I really that's don't true. hate anything. Yeah. I hate using strong words like hey, that. That's one thing, man. Whenever I'm, I'm again, like I'm in the moment. In the I don't really hold long grudges. Like yeah. when people are like, "Are you mad?" Like, literally, I'll go from like, "Yeah, maybe in that moment, you know, there was something I didn't agree with." But I live like I'm, I'm going to forget about that now. Right. Or I'm going to express now realizing like that I'm a person. I'm going to control my mind and I'm going to know I'm going to let go from that. And then now it's making sure that that person, which you maybe had that um, that thing, if they know how you're feeling at all, you need to maybe now deliver and show that like, hey, man, yes. that was not I, I that explained. was something that yeah. is great. I explain like I am not the person to hold the grudge, like hold the grudge and let it affect me. But I will let you know afterward let's talk about this and get calm with it i mean like let's get calm let's talk about it. i'm gonna acknowledge it you know i'm not gonna be mad like i may be mad in the moment 
then I'm going to go do what I got to do. And then I'm going to, you know, want to confront, you know, not confront in a negative sense, but just talk about it. Let's talk about why I felt the way I did. Let me see what you, why you did the way you did. Let's see what led up to that point. And isn't it crazy? Like if you just take a second, like I've just been, when I've been overwhelmed and stressed, I just breathe now. We don't, I, I was watching a Joe Rogan episode and he had on like a, uh, he had on like a a nasal specialist and he, and he was, Hey, Definitely Jake's home. but Yeah, Jake's home. But he had on a nasal specialist, and he was saying, like, almost all of our population breathes out of their mouth, which when you do that, you're pretty much only getting about 20% of your breath. Once you start breathing through your nose and circulating through your nose, that's when you're actually breathing. Oh, yeah. So could I have, I have, have that. I've made a correlation, and I please don't forget your thought. With swimming... Like, I always had a hard time breathing, but I always... Like, well, if you were breathing up, through... Oh, I, and you I had probably breathe. terrible breathing techniques. And then I think that that whole breathing concept, like I would go into sitting. Yeah, your and body's not, not getting enough VO2 and oxygen I think that's max, what would which allow is making my you slower. Because I've always done that. And I've realized like even when I'm talking, like I'll just go, go to the, I run out of breath like I'm swimming. Like I used to swim. And it's like, <laughs> like even right then, like, you know, like I just talk, you know, you, you got to breathe. And like that, it's crazy how that, like that must have something. I, maybe it does. Oh yeah. I, this like your, your nose is literally a filter. This is a built-in carbon filter that is taking in oxygen and it, and like seriously, it's just, like, and you got to understand that your actions have a large influence in the future too. I feel like your so future like, is built off of your habits. So that's definitely ooh. one thing. Your future is definitely built off of today's habits. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. 100%. I definitely say like with the breathing, I've always had allergies. So I've always had an issue with being a mouth breather always. So I'm in the process. I'm actually getting allergy shots every week. I'm trying to be more I used consistent. to be on that grind for, <laughs> for a while when I was a kid, but I actually stopped. Like I used to go every day. My mom would pick me up like every week. I think I'd go. Yeah, that's um, where I'm at right and now. And they just get your shot, and then I went today. Yeah, 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 man. It's a, it's it's like man, life is built off of those habits, man, for real. And you know, I definitely feel difference when you breathe through your nose. Like doing yoga, breathe th- yoga. Oh my god, the most common to breathe through your nose. When my brother first mouth, like, made oh my me god. do yoga, I was like, what? The, what the hell is this? Because he doesn't breathe right. <sighs> and my oh brother holds his breath all the time. I do. It's I really do. Hard. Yeah, and I think I just gotta breathe more. I really do. So like, I gotta remind. It takes myself. training, though. It's like anything else. It's a muscle. Yeah, it's, you know. And like I'll I, be lazy. Like I, it's like those things of like realizing, like you're saying, your bad habits are what you. Like I realize there's bad habits I make now, but there's no way in hell. And this is where I think we could say, like, look, I should be working my ass off. Like I don't want my wife to see me as this. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not that that's that for me for myself. When I'm when I'm 80 and I I want to be active. Right? What's what's the point in being sitting on a couch like Sedimentary. you know it's it's that habit which I, I see I'm making bad habits now but like I'm still choosing not to fix them right now maybe in smaller ways and I think that's just realizing that and and going from there but th- those habits truly it's okay to have habits now that you realize you are bad now but don't let that linger too long right so now we're talking to people as points of perspective of age now if you're a listener and you're over sixty okay. Maybe there's a sense of more initiative in which you have to take faster. You're a kid learning and you have emotionals and you're, you're, you know, you have all this different testosterone levels and synapse in your head and, and crazy. Okay, it's okay, guys. Don't freak out. It's not the end of the world. It, it's great that you put that in your mind and, you know, that's something you want to work towards. But don't think this is something that has to change tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Remember, and we, and I just think it is because I feel like I'm in a really good place, Um, you know, how I handle things, Um, you know, that's all turns of perspective. But I definitely think I'm in a good place. And what's crazy is that we are not at a place where our brains have even fully developed yet. Like, 
for we're, real. We're not even in a place where our brains are fully developed, and that just makes me just. I'm just excited. Like I can't yeah. imagine where I'm at. No, like I was. 20. I was like, gonna I say can't. when people hear, like I, I think it's a rarity to hear people at our age willing to have these type of conversations and these in depth of conversations, but it, it's again something that I think should become so much more normalized to do because in, in intellectual curiosity and and the ability to communicate like this is the only way that you're really gonna grow and be able to like like it's that idea of like when you travel the world you become cultured in a, to an extent and talking allows you to do that right like you realize that's a huge motivation yeah you yeah. realize how i wouldn't say insignificant but how value how you how much you value your perspective like when i went to africa the biggest thing texas when I, i'm gonna tell you the first perspective jump i drop i had okay was texas I was a kid, you know, as kids, you don't have that much perspective of what the world really is. You think of Texas, I think of tumbleweeds. I thought of tumbleweeds <laughs> as a kid. I went to Texas, went to Dallas, Texas as a kid. I'm like, mom, where are the tumbleweeds? I still remember it to this day. Like, <laughs> Why is it urban? Yeah. Like, okay, Texas, bro. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like this is Texas. Like I have a weird obsession with Texas just because the air smells good. I haven't been down there so long. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember that. So long. But yeah, man, it's like, and then my second big perspective, like, was Africa. Like, man, going to Nigeria, like, like people, people, like, this. What was it like? Like, what was uh, like the part? What part of Africa did you go to? We're actually tomorrow. We're 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 interviewing our Neville. Friend he's like, Neville. Yeah. He's actually from Nigeria as well. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. Great. Like, That's and great. he just moved. He's actually just started. He's getting his nursing degree and all that he's kind like, of stuff. He just how came old in. is he? Oh, like forty. You know, but that's what I'm saying. He had a huge movie and filmmaking career out in Nigeria, and it's crazy when I got to sit down with him and understand how business even just worked there in, in Nigeria. It was as much of like, did you have an ambition? And then it was crazy how government controls crazy stuff there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, look at these different perspectives. I think did it make one, you grateful? It made me grateful, and it gave me a perspective that this. I feel like there's a lot of different things. There's so many different problems in the world and we only get you know as of now 100 plus a little bit over 100 years it's like man there's so much i would want to do i'm so curious and i would just hope to if anything i could get to my kid is the curiosity and the drive like come on like <laughs> just like, be hungry just be hungry do not settle like if there's something you want to yeah. know believe you in it will that. be that was my biggest okay so like that was my saying through swimming it was believe in it will be and that's just something i've carried on and just for inside myself and if, if you can just believe in yourself it'll be and some people you know. won't understand that either. Like some people will see your <laughs> some people will see your curiosity. Like, man, you're so unfocused. Like, okay, I'm curious about a lot of things, but I can say that I put time away for the things that I'm curious about, and I make sure that I'm testing and doing a lot of extensive testing to see what I'm comfortable with versus you know what you think that I should be comfortable with. Hundred percent. I have a way different perspective when it comes to what I'm going to get into. I'm gonna right now. I know that I I can't handle as much as I used to, so I'm slowing down. I'm handling what I can in the moment. That's smart. But, you know, before, I definitely have a lot of curiosity. Like, I've always, you know, I have a background in sports. I have a background in, in the arts. I, I love the arts. But do we I have time for that We were plays and everything. Right. Yeah. Like, acting. I love acting. That was crazy. That was something I was so uncomfortable with. But it was my my sisters loved it. My, bro my brother was in it. My mom. It was one of those things where it was just did it. And then, like, I people, I was just me. I was, like, I was just a guy that was acting. You know, like, that was a period of developing like i went through so many stages of like developing and understanding and then seeing like my mom would do these big things in our community and lead these big projects and my swim team and to see like someone can have a leadership role off that from being nothing and then like seeing like look it wasn't like she was even getting paid for that stuff at all you know what i'm saying it's like to see that someone's willing to put in that much work and an effort towards something 
uh, is crazy. And then I think just people aren't, you know, people don't get grateful. But it's like when you say like the world and traveling, it's like, to be honest, I've only been to a few places. Like, I I, I won't even I haven't even seen one percent of the world. Seriously, man. you know, so like, why would I want to waste time? And why would I judge someone based off of what they're doing? Because you know, yes. social media broadens our world. Like, there's three. I think there was like three point or three or four billion people on Instagram. Like, wow. and I'm and I'm looking at Instagram posts. Who am I to go comment with a negative under somebody's post? Like, I hate negativity. Like, like man, there's so many things that people go through. Silent. I was watching this film earlier in my counseling training. There's so many silent battles that we go through every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not the healthiest way to deal with them, but we do. You know, we don't always have the time to talk. We have to handle some things alone. It, for even even a small percent of the time, it can be tough. So why, let alone I'm having experienced one percent of the world, why would I judge anyone? Like, it's just it's just very you know narcissistic of me to try to like do that. You know, hey, unfortunately. You know, one of the biggest things is okay. It's so like I play with in my head. So maybe help me understand this. Trust. Like, what does trust oh my mean, God. one? And then, like, it's I play one. with, there's times, which I would say generally, I trust people way too much. But then there's a point in me where I'd say, I don't trust people at all. Break it down. Break it down into okay, trust. Okay, trust at all would be the, the, the trust in having a connection with someone to let out how I'm truly feeling. Okay, so that is that, very, that is very, like, structured. I see trust as in... You so I believe I I see I approach every situation from my perspective as a as a person of good energy and giving. So I, I put out good energy first. So trust in my perspective, trust comes from someone returning that energy to me. If I feel like or somebody giving me good energy, who am I to give negative energy? Like I told you when I first met you, like you were you were ambitious about everything. I was like, Oh yeah, bro, I gotta I gotta mess with I gotta talk to them. Like like that type of thing right there. Like what was like what if I was just sitting there like, bro, what is dude talking about? Like <laughs> like something like that. Like we would have never met and things like that. So it's like yeah. now I turn trust for me is just reciprocating energy I give to you. So now I have to cause I don't wanna decipher why. Because once I start deciphering why, that's where the trust loses. You lose the trust once you try to decipher why someone isn't giving what you give. Mm. So maybe trust. And, and these are just emotionally things. Like to be honest, be uh, just vulnerable. Yeah. Like, trust then comes down to like love because I I consider love a completely different aspect in which saying like oh yeah we can talk you know, about that all day. Love is something where it's like. I don't care. I don't need to know where your right reasons were. I don't care if you didn't have right intentions. If I love someone, I'm going to love you unconditionally. And then there's that sense of trust. And that's just weird because, like, I trust people and, like, I'll give them every opportunity. To, I'm going to believe in you in every opportunity until you prove I can't trust you. And I think now realizing, like, with my life and where it's going, I got to start to close that off just because I'll let those things pull me down too much. Um, so like figuring out what that balance even looks like is that's a big thing with me as well man I'm trying to figure out you know as we move on in life we still at a younger phase so I know I'm going to probably learn it eventually whether it's whether it's the good way or the hard way but I'm definitely thinking thinking future tense like like man how am I gonna how am I gonna handle this when am I gonna start you know closing myself off being like okay now I'm here so I can't just give give you upfront trust now I can't just give you this upfront good energy you're gonna have to earn it and I don't know if that's a good way to look at it either that's why I'm like see too many perspectives to come from man see okay so that's something in which you have to earn I think the reason why I would not the perspective of why I would disagree with that would be again you can't take any moment for granted 
Like, and that's where I think I'm super vulnerable with people in the moment in which then they're like, who is this guy? But it's, I'm going to be real. Cause if I'm going to be blocked and see to build your trust, that's where I just wish people would show their true colors from the start is like, I just believe in people. It's like, look, if you were not to be here tomorrow, I'm going to want to build that trust to understand you as a person. But remember this though, only our perspective, the way we come with the energy that we come from, that only going to work in the, the, what I've seen, that's only going to work if the other person is as open as we are. Okay. See, and, and that's, that's where, that's, that's my confused. trust lies yeah, in. And I believe trust. everybody's on the same mindset as me. Yeah. You think Which everyone's not. open right Which away. They're not. Unfortunately, it, yeah. they're not. And it gets, yeah. you, you can get hurt that way. And I've, I've definitely experienced that when you, you're very open. <laughs> that's my life. You're very well, open. And it's like, it's like, wow, that person didn't reciprocate the energy I thought they were going to. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so where do I go from here? Am I going to, you know, under because I, I can understand all perspectives man i really put i really push that because it's like why would i you know even i may say things i, I understand that i do say some things that are very you know stagnant and i'll be like oh yeah this is 100 percent. but i just but even me saying that is like i question myself right after like i know for a fact that is not 100 percent of the time happening <laughs> let me stop why am i saying this concrete but human nature we always just a lot of us just believe that everything that we say is right until you get this broader view of the world and people what, what about like, uh, let me see how they say this. Like, I'm just gonna start talking it out. But when you when you get older, you understand. Okay, <laughs> that's just like a loose statement that I think you grow up and in what you might understand that statement in different ways. That's just like what I'm saying it right now, right? When you grow up, you'll get older. Or as you get older, you'll realize that. Okay, I don't think anyone ever deciphers and breaks down as you get older. Okay, it's starting to make more sense because I was literally thinking about this today. I was like, from my sister's point of view, like. It's like she's in a completely different lifespan. And I started to forget about time. And it's like as you get older, you do realize these things. And that's where you just need to have that that hope, that trust, that faith, and to never give up. But remember this, though. Those people, there are people out here, though. And that's it, not to interrupt you. Just no, to, man, just to go, bring up go the go perspective, night. though, because I look yeah. at every perspective. So when I hear something being saying, I automatically think like, oh, my God, so this person might have done this. But just the one I want to bring up was like, man. We they say that and I feel like they should change that to maturity. They shouldn't change to age. I feel like ah, maturity definitely yes, change that age yes, to maturity. You're right. You're right. 100%. Because people live their whole lives very immature. Unfortunately, there are people that live their whole lives very immature and they do not learn and they feel like everything is out to get them. That everything is just out to attack you and that's a, a, unfortunately way it cages them in a box. Do you yeah. think that like you can't fix someone? Okay, I have this intention because that's my heart and knowing like I care about ever like I would I want to help fix someone and I think I try to help fix pe too many people's life before I'm gonna fix myself. Yes, um, yes. And I think like, is there a point of helping someone or does, I don't I or really when like I'm thinking about it like as I believe right now and I stand is now that I'm looking back at my life just even growing up realizing this right now in the moment is like these are the battles in your own head. Really, there's not anything someone would maybe things like conversations of which I've had from other people have opened up my thought to different things. But ultimately, like we say, that consciousness is in front of your mind. It's all in your control. So maybe you can't fix anyone. That's I mean, scary. you can help people. It's a scary complex to think like, about. Like, I don't know. Because it's like, how do you take, take situations? Like how they say, if you have a mentor, uh, someone that's in your field is very successful, they're making a million dollars. That conversation, you know, offering your services to somebody for them to mentor you, like just being like, I'll, I'll work for you for free if you mentor me, show me how you got to where you are. Like, if I think not, people look at, that, look at that wrong too. I think too many people look up to a mentor and act like, like look, you, in some sense, you got to prove yourself. Oh, you yeah. can't just go to some Correct. random ass guy or, or, or woman 
and just hope they're gonna be out there to to go for you. You know, you you have give them value. You have to. You have to give value before you get it back. That's the biggest thing. That's why mm-hmm. I say energy wise, I have to be up. I I feel like if I want you to be upfront with me, I have to be upfront, regardless of if I feel like you have to earn my trust or not. I feel like I have to be upfront with people because yeah. I'm I'm very honest about how I am before I meet a when I meet a person so that I can. Just I don't want to I don't want to burden anybody. But like, if I didn't tell you this up front, oh man, that's tough. Like, I'm the type of person to be like, this is how I am at this stage of my life. One thing that I one big quote that I'm gonna write a motivate I'm gonna do a motivational speech with this quote okay. um, going off of it. But don't judge me on a chapter of my life that you came in on. Like, you don't mm. know me. You do not. And understanding not know you me. can change. And I think can. the biggest thing is the people in my past. There's loves I've had of those people. In which things and situations or things and actions they may involve themselves with, I'm no longer realizing where I'm at within my career. I don't want to be a part of, but I have that love and care for that person and realizing, like, look, we make mistakes and I've realized that. Because I had that relationship with you, I was able to change. And I think just, you know, wrapping it up, I think when I when I was asking and I brought this all up was my trust. I think my trust was I have two different things to trust. When I'm open with someone and I trust people a lot, but I have sensors of what I'm willing to let them know. Mm-hmm. And I think I broke past those boundaries now in a sense of like when I met you, like you know that night when we were at the office and we were just talking, right? I trusted you as a friend, but I didn't trust – but my other trusting block was where I say I, I'm very trustworthy and I'm vulnerable with people. I am – to a certain aspect but that part of like which i wish i could be vulnerable and tell you how i'm truly feeling is a completely different trust to have so i think there's multiple different levels of trust and yeah, that's, I think, a, that's a big thing for you to learn yeah well i'm just being vulnerable in the moment these oh, are things yeah. i'm realizing but you know i think this this conversation episode 18 i mean it's more than just an episode i think this has i want to give you a chance um do you have you want to plug any social medias yeah, or where can people find <laughs> you at uh, you know, I got my business. I would say particularly I'm I'm too in testing phases. I'm not gonna plug anything. All right. But I'm too in the testing phases. I'm, we're gonna I'm see you again. You're gonna you're gonna see clearly. Yeah, we definitely yeah. we're gonna run it back for a part two. Uh, I don't if uh, yeah. if not we're here when your book drops friends. before your book drops. <laughs> fantastic. And I really think like it's been for, a pleasure, man. For I people our age yeah, and man, listening, man. It. Like you just got a unique perspective. Is there anything uh I wanna give you a last chance. Is there anything you wanna say, get off your mind or leave people with? keep working do not let failure stop you because you know if you do fail you're just gonna come back two times harder truthfully that's the only thing i can say hell yeah and with that that's a wrap on episode 18 of a humanistic perspective podcast catch us on facebook uh instagram and all your major streaming platforms to find us and recordings we post every monday wednesday and friday uh and we'll be happy to see you next episode thank you have a good day peace